0: Hello, hello. I summoned
1: others to come with us
2: on this <laughs> journey. Welcome to episode 30 of
1: Therapy of the Absurd. How's everybody doing? You're all muted and stuff, Stacey. I know. We're oh, in our wrestler voice. Do yours. Do it now.
3: <laughs> I, I didn't want to oh, yeah. know how that was. <laughs>
2: come on, give us a, a wrestler voice. A
3: wrestler voice. <laughs> it sounds like constipation. Like I know. I should... Oh my God, I really got to go.
2: <laughs> My
1: roid cycle keeps me really pumped back
3: <laughs> oh, i so glad I didn't eat before we talked <laughs>
2: <laughs> So how's your doggie? Is your doggie doing well? <gasps>
3: like what was we that? that? Oh <laughs> 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 It was an ad for constipation. Oh, there you go. <laughs> <laughs>
2: is, is, is Imodium AD, is that for that or is that to make it stop? Yeah, it's just, just.
1: I don't know. I don't use medicine. Emodium
3: AD. I don't thing. know. Hmm. I'm scared to Google that because then I'll start getting all those. It like either you makes you go or it makes in. it stop. <laughs> Like, I'm afraid to Google anything now. Not because, like, if I kill somebody and the police go after my browser history, but more like of the ads I'm going to start getting randomly.
2: She's really concerned about <laughs> diarrhea. Send her more ads.
3: <laughs> like, uh, just it, it's just going to end up into some awkward thing. Because I just, like, when I see something funny, I just show anyone my phone so if I were to just hand over my phone because I saw something funny and then they see like constipation tablets or <laughs> douches. <laughs> <laughs> like I'd rather not risk it. Yeah.
1: Douches? You going on no. Breitbart.com or
0: something? No. Oh.
1: <laughs> How's it going, you? How's it
0: going?
1: You know, I spent like a, the last few days like so there was this bear family and I decided there's some noise in the background somewhere. Oh. <laughs> Anyways, I decided to uh, follow this bear family because I, th- I thought they were part of a cult. So I like followed them in the forest and oh they're not in a cult. They were just having a picnic. Oh. So, oh. yeah, now I regret calling child services. Oh, boy. Oh,
2: boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. We're talking about Yogi? <laughs> oh, wait, are we talking about... Hey, boo-boo. Hey, <laughs> boo-boo. Put on this robe and do this dance with me. <laughs> You're taking picnic biscuits? <laughs> <laughs> Keep going, Yogi. Can you utter
1: the seven oaths of our sacred order? <laughs> oh wait! I turned into Bernie Sanders. Yeah,
2: Yogi Bear like got older. <laughs> what was that? Was that? Was that a? That was a Bernie. Bernie took the uh picnic baskets. <laughs> the Bernie Sanders of Yellowstone. Look, I gotta take your picnic baskets. Why? Because some people don't even have a picnic basket. Okay. we right. <laughs> gonna diversify these picnic baskets. Ah,
1: <laughs> uh, we say hello, Nick. Hello, Sergio. Hello, Ronnie.
2: We yes hello ronnie. howdy howdy Ronnie. how are you
3: <laughs> oh ronnie you need to send me your address so we can send you a cool gift I have, address. Address.
2: Oh. I have his
0: address i have his address i
3: have
2: stalker? some addresses <laughs> huh? no, 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 no. I, because I was, you guys all told me to take addresses yeah. so i took it i'll send you yeah. i'll send you what i got if you put that on one of the
1: banners on the screen we can all write it down right now okay thanks oh, <laughs> wait don't do that don't do that actually <laughs> no, don't do that
2: he's like no yeah. don't tell him about my yeah. address
3: but, uh, you guys, if anyone is interested who hasn't gotten any Therapy of the Absurd stickers, we are officially giving away some stickers. All you have to do is just like our post and then follow us.
1: Yeah. And then vandalize a bus. Oh. Wait, yeah. I didn't say that. I didn't say that. So now Only you if Dan buses.
2: owns the bus. If Dan owns the bus, it's okay.
3: Allegedly. <laughs> allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> <laughs> my name is Stacy, and I do not consent this message
2: <laughs> I do not endorse, no <laughs> consent,
3: well, some, endorse
2: yes, there is some good news though, there's some very good news tonight at midnight, something mucho excelente is uh, going to be dropping on everybody uh, you're not shaving your back again, are you? damn it Dan, you spoiled the surprise coming to America uh, too oh, okay oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, March, I March 5th, know. tonight at midnight
4: Oh, okay, okay. I'm my ready. Friend, I'm my ready. My girlfriend had like a premiere.
2: Uh,
4: my girlfriend had a premiere thing at her house yesterday, and so I thought I had my dates confused because she was like, "Come over. We're at five o'clock," and I didn't make it. And I and so I've been sitting in my house like, "Oh my gosh, I could watch Coming to America, and I keep forgetting." But it's not an it's not official until
2: tomorrow. Man. Okay, got it. Hey, oh, no, yeah, yeah. Not... man. I'm, I'm. Mm. I mean,
3: it's well, tonight. Guys, mm-hmm. but... At 12 on the dot tonight, I will be putting on Disney Plus, and I'm going to be seeing the WandaVision finale, okay? Coming to America can wait. Like, I'll wait for the weekend. (laughs) You know what? I saw that snippet with Leslie, um, Leslie Jones, and it kind of, like, she's great. I loved her acting performance, but I just felt like I'm like, wait, I'm lost. Is this, like, he didn't have, a like does he have kids with his wife the one that ended the movie with or like i'm so confused now like what the sequel is about
4: the sequel is alleged well at least what i read when it was coming out that he um that he made a child while here looking for his wife yeah in the in the part of the movie that did not air you know they he made a child he got somebody pregnant and you know and whatever and then now we go back to find the child, and this is and and hijinks ensue, <laughs> you know.
3: Oh, and then I guess he's like the first to the to the throne, right? Yes, he's the first that, one. Yes. Oh, okay.
4: that's the big deal because he's the heir to the throne.
3: There, you guys. There, there. You have a plot point. I didn't even know that. I didn't. Bother. <laughs> I was excited when the news came out, and I. I guess the pandemic, we've been getting hit with a lot of content coming out, so I I just totally, like, I didn't even bother reading what what it was about after that, but I was excited. But then I saw that clip over the the weekend, like, my TikTok's been getting hit with the Coming to America 2 clips, and that's the one where I'm like, okay, I'm going (laughs) to wait for the weekend. Like, I'm not dying to see it, but...
2: I have to watch it right
1: away. You know, as as a... a As a feminist, when it comes to reboot films, yeah, I don't like it when they remake movies with the female characters instead of the male characters. Do you know why? Because give them some, like, original stories. Come on, don't just give them leftover stories from the past. Let's give some original stories out if you're gonna be cool. <laughs> oh we brought that
4: up we're talking about the Ghostbusters reboot instead of coming to America. Now tell me why we brought no, it up no because they we're talking about
1: reboots in general. I mean, oh, well, then okay, again, okay. it's a sequel. Yeah, no, that's why. Okay, but it's okay. like but it's like uh because I'm sorry, for some reason, this made me think of the sequel they did of Bill and Ted's, where they decided that oh, we're gonna do the same the same story. But, like, we're just going to do it with their daughters now, and these guys are going to be ancillary characters. during It's
0: out?
1: like, no, write a more original story. If you're gonna, like, yeah. I mean,
4: like, the, the Ghostbusters movie that's what they did, they it was all women Ghostbusters as opposed to any men. I
3: think mm-hmm. they were set up to fail. I, I think they were set up to fail. The writing wasn't so great on that. Yeah, on the Ghostbusters, okay, I didn't know
4: exactly.
3: mm-hmm,
2: yeah. you're, you're good, it, you, don't, you don't need to see
3: <laughs> I was like oh I like I was doing other stuff while watching it was just background noise because honestly there are some it had such a great cast like you can't fail with like Leslie Jones uh she got braided bad,
2: bad for that movie I'm, I mean she it's got mostly, cyber stock she, she
3: gets you know what she gets trolled she gets trolled people Dang. just don't like her attitude i love her Ooh, like no, i feel cool. like I'm having like when she does her stand up, it feels like you're having a conversation with mm-hmm. this person. Like she's I I absolutely enjoy her persona and her character. Right. I know I, I don't know, but I think just I think she gets attacked. I, I think she gets attacked for being a strong black woman. That's without that's
2: question. What,
0: Mm.
3: I, I she's great. She's great. I, I hate when people come after her because she's absolutely amazing. Yeah, the, um,
2: the the thing why that movie failed is they didn't get a, enough of the original people to write it. That was the problem. They should have had the money and d- put that money into that. That's doesn't problem.
3: matter. They could have had the original people write it, but the reality is they released whatever they. When well, the had. director a is not happy writing, I mean the
1: director I, also. So basically, I'm hoping that Coming to America 2 is really, really good because there's been some sequels and some I reboots believe, lately that are like, yeah. wait, you could have just wrote this for a little a couple more months longer. This could have been good. No, They've
2: been working on the Coming to America, the Eddie Murphy interview I saw yeah. said about five years, not five years, four years, four, four and a half years. And uh, if I'm not mistaken, and I could be, but if I am, somebody correct me, but the director is the director of uh, My Name is Dolomite. Am I am I mistaken by that? I think he's the one who directed the uh, Coming to America 2. Mm-hmm. I could I, I could I I, that's that. what I thought I heard, but I could be wrong.
4: Well we can we can find out. Yeah.
1: That's why we're not a news show, everybody. <laughs> well, we do the have dudes? to go into our first segment of the evening. Uh and our first segment brought to us by Dana. Uh oh! <laughs> is the race for representation? I think it's a discussion. Yes.
4: Yes. I don't. It was. Uh, it's Dana and Stefan, but I'm here. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, take the credit. <laughs> how, did I, how did I get to be okay? Um, <laughs> fine, fine, um, but I know I'm here for it. y'all. Know you? I mean, I think y'all know me well enough to know. But I'm here for it. I just uh,
0: <laughs> prepared for. Um, I'm oh,
4: sorry. Craig, oh, that's right, Craig. Okay, this is a sidebar. Craig Brewer, hustle okay. and flow. That's he's
3: white,
4: practice. right? Um, yeah, yeah. Craig Brewer is white. Um, I and oh, I don't. So wrong, and he, I
2: think
4: he did Dolomite. I mean, like if you is say, you? I, I saw Dolomite, yeah. but if you
2: say,
4: said. but I mean, and I'm sure he did. If he, but the thing is, if you say Craig Brewer to me, then I'm gonna know. Um, I'm gonna say Hustle and Flow, just because. Oh yeah, great
2: movie too. Right, oh, right, right. I love that movie. Mm.
3: So he is actually so he directed and wrote Hustle and Flow, Black Snake Moan. Right, foot
1: loose. <laughs> foot loose. <laughs> hey, that's hey. That's yeah, the only the dance a diabetic can do.
3: Okay, and oh. then he directed
2: oh, Dolomite, yeah.
3: and he directed oh, sorry, the sequel. To... Yeah, <laughs> I'm really okay. curious to see how this is going to play out. I mean, actually, I worked. think it'll
2: be good. I think I'm it'll just, be good. Four years. I mean, come on.
3: Honestly, I'm just like, where did this white guy like decide <laughs> to make like these movies, like? It was where, where was he raised? Now I'm just in Tennessee.
4: Curious. Tennessee. If, I'm, oh, if okay. I it, if I have it right, let me um let me do uh let do, do that's I, I remember at the time at the time of Hustle and Flow it was all a big deal, so let's see um. There. Let's see, I'm according trying-
3: to Wikipedia, there's nothing about his childhood. He probably grew up in the most whitest of suburbs, and he's like, They're gonna take that, they're gonna use it against me. Hide it, remove oh, it. Right, right, right. I'm wondering,
4: I just for some reason, I don't know why Tennessee comes up for me as, with- long, as
2: long as he is the movies know, are
3: shot there, some yeah, as long as he's
2: making the content, speaking from his heart, and working hard with the people who he's putting in the content. You know, I you mean.
3: Know. There's, st- there's a there's a certain know. like black snake moan has that, was all right.
2: that, that was all right. that's
3: well that's, that's the great, thing and but... has this representation that I'm like eh, and it also the same thing that oh I like mean. I like hustle,
2: hustle. I like hustle.
3: <laughs> wasn't he a pimp or I I it was a long time ago I haven't really I've not only it, seen
1: scenes of black has snake these, moan it
3: has these As stereotypical roles that I'm not a
4: fan of,
3: oh, which is sense. why I'm like, I would have gotten it, you know, if it wasn't a white
4: guy. Yeah. Okay. But, so just as a sidebar, Craig Brewer is from Memphis, Tennessee. Like that's okay. the, I, that, that, I remember that just because like to your point earlier, just about when we talk about representations, if nothing else, what I'll do is my due diligence because I'm always trying to find out is I would never, I, it it's a it's a tough conversation for a number of reasons because you know, you want this authenticity. Color doesn't mean that there will automatically be authenticity. But the thing is, I also have to, we have to look at it both ways. As an African-American woman who has, you know, striven to direct, I would feel some kind of way if they wouldn't let me direct Renee Zellweger or, you know, or okay. Meg Don't Ryan. Don't because- get
3: mad at me. Don't get mad at me. Here, Uh-oh. I just, Uh-oh. I just went on his IMDb. He was born in Virginia, but he was raised in Orange County. <laughs> it's but Before you say that, the other thing I
4: found was that they-, Hi, they- Orange County. They moved. Listen, listen. So I saw all of that. They moved to Vallejo. They moved to uh, Orange County, but his childhood is spent
2: Memphis, Tennessee. In
1: Tennessee.
4: That's all uh, I'm saying. Wait a minute. Wait, I'm not- no, you say so. Lord
1: Orange County. Do you mean, like, you LBC? LBC?
4: OK. It's, OK. I You know, I, I don't work. I don't do well. So <laughs> on his IMDb,
0: Yeah,
4: on it says his, on his IMDb, it says spent most of his childhood in Memphis, Tennessee. So I don't know. And then the other and then. But the other thing I read first. Also, talked about when the family moved to Vallejo into Orange County. So, for me, IMDb (laughs) is a credible source that I do rock with. So, and because I also knew at the time that that's where he spent his childhood, because that's the only reason he had any credibility with me at the time, I'm gonna rock out with what I know.
5: Oh, yeah,
2: Ronnie said Black Snake Moan was good, Samuel Jackson always amazing. Oh, yeah,
3: Samuel Jackson is incredible again. The you have such a great cast, you know. I my only problem, and again, this this is just my opinion. I I feel like these movies are made in such a stereotypical way where they are strong characters, but they're also like okay. Like I I didn't know they were coming from a white guy, and that's where it blows my mind. Like if I go to IMDb, the mini bio says this guy was raised in Orange County. I'm like, where did you get this interpretation? Bit?
2: No, I know Eddie Murphy helped work with uh work with him on the script, so it's not gonna uh the other thing
4: know. before and also when we talk about uh black snake moan or any of it being stereotypical i think the tough part is one of the things i said to people <laughs> is if you spend enough time yes, it
1: can, Ronnie.
4: if you spend enough time in any of the places that some of these films are shot in like when i saw the film where halle berry got her oscar um that people had a lot of issue with i don't remember the name of the film monster yeah
3: no
4: no monster not uh monster's ball i think
2: yeah monster's ball oh great movie
4: like a black first of all let me say so two things black snake moan just wasn't on my list of things to go see i spent enough yeah. time i spent enough time in the rural south and i've seen all of those people i've seen the Halle berry characters these are not for me because i've lived and witnessed them you know i spent summers in my, at my grandparents in small towns where these things take place and those people really do exist
2: Oh, yeah, like, I don't need to see that. They I, are, lived, I live they with are, that. They, <laughs> are,
4: they are character types and archetypes that may not be widely known, but they are in fact not necessarily stereotypes. What happens is when you, the, the what, what becomes tragic in the, and when we talk about the race representations is somehow people will see one man on a screen and assume that it's supposed to be speaking for large groups. And so that's my issue. Sam Jackson's character in Black Snake Moan is not necessarily a stereotype, but it does represent one slice of, of life in one mm. part of the country going on at a particular time. And that's all it does. Because if we're watching Bridgerton or if we're watching, you know, Bridget Jones's diary, and we assume all white girls are like Bridget Jones, or if they're all hookers with a heart of gold, like, um, <laughs> like our girls, um, Julia Roberts, pretty, today, woman? <laughs> pretty woman, then that's, Oh, a, that's I thought a, you were
1: going to say Betty Boop.
4: No, that then that's a, you know, that's a broad swath, but I don't, yeah. but I don't ever look at I don't ever look at pretty woman and assume that all white female hookers are like <laughs> her. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, that's not my assumption. Yeah. This is, I can't look at Sam Jackson as one man in rural America with this very interesting situation going on and assume then that all black men in rural America, that age are that, cause I know that that's not true. And, and that's, I, you know, there are some things, obviously when you get into like Sambos and certain things that, yeah, we, we can agree on certain stereotypes, but that Craig Brewer you know, at best, at least a Southerner, you know, at some point in his life, you know, did it. And uh, Hustle and Flow, I thought was well done. Not necessarily my favorite favorite, but I thought it was well done. I thought that the performances were great. And a of, yeah, a lot of things are based on relationship. These are people that I've, you know, broke bread with, spent time with, hung out with or whatever. And then you see them put on these great performances and then get the praise for the work. But again, I'm not looking at Terrence Howard, assuming that there's a whole group of black men in Tennessee who may, in fact, be pimps that are like that. That's one person <laughs> whose life <laughs> chose to write a story about, and I, mm. you know, that, that's kind of like the trouble. I think I don't want to see stereotypes either, but I think we also have to be careful in assuming something is a stereotype just because we're not acquainted with that slice well, of life. What
3: I, what I, my problem is, is these. These roles, these storylines were written by a white man. This is just an interpretation. Did, do we know and the 100% we he
2: have, wrote it all by himself?
3: Well, he's the one that has the credit behind it, but my thing is...
2: Led Zeppelin. A- I'm sorry, everybody.
3: Mm-hmm. Nice, but um, <laughs> my problem is why aren't there like diverse writers out there? Why are these these scripts? Well, we got to work writers? hard
2: on changing that if we want to change well, that, well. that.
3: Yeah, that's why it's my so then, complaint. Yeah.
4: So then there's the race for representation right there. That's what we talk about because if people don't traditionally, you know, I'll say this in the kindest way that I possibly can white folks have been writing everyone's story of every race culture class and around the world for a very long time and so in that regard anybody who is not white and the story is about them when you look at the writing staff of a good times or any of the shows that were about black life we know there were no black writers in the room not because they don't reflect whatever but that's just not the time and i think it's it's it is tough coming forward and thank goodness for all of the goodness that has happened. And not just in the last year, but in the last 15 or 20, um, that is making art by people of color, about people of color, making, pushing it through. understand that the first black literary agent, literary agent, not talent agent was brought to William Morris, not in the seventies, not in the eighties, but in 1999, almost at the turn of the century. 90, 98, 99, 99. His name is Charles King. Charles King was the first African-American lit agent. I'm not mm-hmm. saying that other literary agents and those Dan and anybody else, not just you, Dan, that may not know. Those are the people who represent the screenwriters and the directors, not the talent. But well, the I parents. don't know
1: as much about the industry. So when you said lit agent, I thought he was going around making parties happen. Yeah, no, no, no. So literary, lit,
4: literary just means that this is the person who's going to hire the writer and the director. Okay, got it. And until 1999, there was no one at one of the largest agencies, talent agencies in the world now merged with uh, uh, Endeavor. So now it's WME, William Morris Endeavor. That person didn't exist. That meant that the people who were choosing anything that may have been an all black story, you know, whatever, whatever, it wasn't going to. They didn't choose. They didn't typically choose writers of color to do it because that's traditionally the journey that they've come from. And so it just takes people continuing to push through. CAA, um, Creative artist Agency, hired their first black talent agent in like 2000. My son wasn't born yet, so it might've been 2000, 2001. So up until now, other than things that were indie, the people who are the power players to, to, build, you know, to build above the line, writer, director, talent, and below the line, all that, these are not people of color. And what we know is whether you could, you know, we had a big talk about whether it's racism or myopia or whatever you want to call it, Yeah. people believe in proximity and maybe they don't, and I don't think that they're being intentional about being harmful, but they just deal with proximity. So whoever is closest to them, whatever they're used to seeing, that's what they will hire. And it has, Stacey, you know, this well, you know, a- 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 Ida Aida writes about it often that's going to keep people who are not, in that proximity, you know they're not going to be hired. Jobless. And so until something, um, crouching tiger, hidden dragon. Unless you, you know, can, unless someone is getting something done somewhere in the world that cannot be denied, then finally it might be brought over. But otherwise, the rest of our fates are left to people who don't understand our culture, who don't understand how we speak, who don't understand how we get down, and and somehow think that they can then tell the story, you yeah. know.
0: <laughs> well, so yeah, if you guys no, want to change exactly.
2: this, we all need to get more involved and seek careers in these fields to, uh, m- you know, make these power plays ourselves. Really? I mean, that's what's happening.
4: Like, <laughs> happening. I can. I would like to tell this quick story about Charles King. So after him being that first Charles King is the reason that, you know, say what you want about stereotypical or Tyler Perry. But guess who was who brought Tyler Perry into mainstream? Charles oh. King. And mind you, Charles King, I mean, Tyler was doing his thing with his work before he got this break, but it happened. And, you know, in, in the mix of good and bad. But I sell that to say that in that time, he eventually left William Morris. He has started a company that is called Macro and Macro produced Um, they Macro is the producer of Judas and the Black Messiah. Macro produced. Um, What's the film that's, uh, that Denzel did a couple of years ago where he was the lawyer with the glasses? Oh, um,
2: um, Ezekiel. Um, I,
4: it Something, it? whatever. So that was I, one of their Catholic one, one, one of their first probably. So Macro. So what Charles did was take his, you know, his tenure time at um, I think he left William Morris in maybe 18 or 19. He launched Macro and he basically went the venture capitalist route. And he is now a studio making films and trying to make his way, you know, to again for more properties that have to do with people of color. And 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 being in you know being at the space of hiring for people of color, we talked about it the other night. Um, Ava DuVernay got together with the uh, the former head of Warner Brothers, and they have taken the time and resource to put together a whole directory of artisans of color. So that's not just black people, but that's brown people that are all below the line: cinematographers, production designers, makeup artists. You know what it is. So we don't just have like a Ruth Carter who is your costume designer for like Black Panther winning Oscars or your costume designer for Malcolm X, but that there are plenty of costume designers of color, makeup artists of color, you know, all these people of color, again, all colors, but it took the intentional, to your point, Stefan, the intentional uh, efforts of people to say, we understand that there's a, a large group of people being overlooked. We also understand that not just that they're being overlooked, but that also then impacts the art that is being churned out because you only have certain eyes looking at it, approving it and creating it. Yeah. So we're going to create a list. And then what, two or three years ago, the inclu- the inclusivity writer happened. So now you have everyone saying that we're not going forward unless we have women and people of color, you know, at parity. there's gotta yeah. be someone who says that we're willing to do this. And then that way, over time, we're going to see the shifts that we're making. Cause in the indie space, people have been doing their thing. You know, but we need it it in a larger representative space than just the indie space. Real quick, the uh, Denzel
2: Washington movie. Sorry, Dan. The Denzel Washington movie you were talking about is Roman J. Israel Esquire.
4: That was their first
2: film. Yeah, that was a good one. I
1: liked it. Yeah, it it is interesting how um, society actually moves further progressive faster than sources of power. And that's generally what pushes them eventually over right like if you look at you know and not as important but you look at um like marijuana legislation it, it oh, was yeah. still the, yeah. the majority pushed socially that until now it's like a lot of places are legalizing it and the thing is is one thing like i know that there's there's a problem with what happened in award shows recently mm-hmm. with representation but one thing oh. that's really good is if you look at all these streaming services if you look at all the avenues we have today they're the ones actually bringing representation to things. Oh yeah, more um, so than so you. Oh. So you have all. You do have more choices now. Now they're on demand too. So watch them whenever you want, and that's one good thing. And very much. So right. Yeah, so society's you know, doing driven, that. pull it this way.
4: It is, yeah. and it's, like you said, it's society's people-driven, and so the people have the people have not only spoken but are continuing to speak, and so when given the opportunity to choose. Then they're demonstrating what they will choose. And, you know, and for that, we are obviously grateful because I think the one thing that Hollywood is beginning to get and you also have a, a whole new generation of gatekeepers. You do not have the same 50, 60, 70 year old folks. You know, you have a whole new generation. Ghost-
2: the Ghostbusters, which is, which is good. You know, like the <laughs> Ghostbusters
4: with the
1: gatekeepers. Oh, geez. I am the key
2: master.
4: Oh, uh, oh okay, Sorry, like okay. <laughs>
2: there is no Dana, only Zool. <laughs> I, you the kid? I,
3: <laughs>
2: oh, man. what were we gonna say, Stacy? Because I know you were you were waiting patiently to say. Well,
3: something. I was speaking. Uh, well, I think this is gonna actually incorporate into both our complaints from, or well, our both our topics that we just discussed. So, did you guys hear that there's yeah. a live action Powerpuff Girls show coming out?
0: Oh,
1: are they like stretching their eyes out to make it more like the show
3: right it's that actually um ava is actually one of the producers
0: mm-hmm. yeah. oh, that's cool. I, I have
3: no idea how that's going to be i, I there's oh, apparently my. some speculation it's going to be based off their teen years after they're tired of saving the world i have no idea what's actually going that's a on good that
1: premise you- if that happens it's a good premise
3: what if they never age i mean that'd be also pretty cool <laughs> you know all their friends that they went to elementary with just Whoa. they're they're growing up and then they're just little kids forever like what i i think there's so much potential i mean it's going to fulfill my nostalgic okay. you know but uh i i have no idea it's I think it's going to be featured on the CW. The CW is the one that ordered the pilot, but there he go. was behind it. And Jill, they're Banking still
1: called should... the CW, huh?
3: It's I just like it. I've heard they... that.
1: I've heard that network like change their name five times. Right, so that's what I was going to
3: say. It was the WB? <laughs> it was. It was something. UPN. Like, UPN. <laughs> UPN. I think they uh, bought UPN, uh, anyway. I think they bought UPN. And that's when all their shows went to them. But I know there was something else before the WB.
0: Well, back to our
3: What I'm reading, uh, <laughs>
4: Stacy, is that there's three superhero projects that they've greenlit, and not that necessarily Ava is part of the Powerpuff, but uh, a particular superhero pilot that she's got. They've got three pilots that they've greenlit and her, her superhero se- uh, series, Naomi, plus the Powerpuff Girls, plus what's the other one that I just saw here? All three of those are going to be part of the CW's um, situation. So they, the CW has now given the green light on the project Powerpuff Girls, as well as two other new pilots, including Ava DuVernay's new superhero show, Naomi, and Jenny Snyder, Jenny Snyder Ehrman's untitled millennial nun dramedy. Does anybody know who Jenny Snyder Ehrman is? Because I don't know who that
3: is. No, I know Diablo Cody's attached to the Powerpuff Girls
4: Oh, project.
3: nice! That's it was gonna be nice. from Juno and uh, Jennifer's body. I think what was it? Jennifer? somebody I forgot. The one was Megan Fox, and she puts that lighter to her tongue.
2: Yeah, that's Jennifer's <laughs> body.
4: That's Jennifer's yeah. body. <laughs> Cody. Um She won. I want to say she won um, one of our. She didn't win our first. Yeah, movie. A good movie. Oscar, but she won. She won an Oscar, I think, for best screenplay or something. Um, I think that was
3: for Juno.
4: Yeah. No, uh, yeah, I want to say she may have been. That's a good film. She, maybe the first moment uh, you
2: know about it <laughs> hmm what huh Oh, i didn't know if you know about that film
0: no but uh what i wanted
2: to say really quick because i know things got a little weird there with the uh signal and all that uh we were talking about uh the golden globes right
0: mm-hmm.
2: so uh you know and i'm not saying this is definitive proof but i'm not saying it's not proof but you know we I'd have to look up uh, all the different uh, shows. I'm sure it'll be evident, but you know we have to agree that if someone's a lead actor and they're on the poster, they're in the digital media representing the film, and they have a lead role, they're a lead actor. Right? We agree. That's just um, yeah. It's just you know. So then you know we can't just say it's a mistake (laughs) that he gets put into a supporting actor category. That just is. That just doesn't it doesn't make any sense it's
1: very fishy sounding but it also what if the producer was the pawn stars guy like the best i could do is supporting actor i I, I don't
2: know it sounds fishy no Um, i know this (laughs) this is also why they uh you know they had to come out and say that the hollywood press needs to hire more uh diverse uh different people because there's not there's no diversity in there
3: they right, keep saying you know, that, but nothing's like really changing. That's it's, it's great. That we need,
2: we need the people grad. create an ultimate award show, like separate.
3: Yeah, apparently we, something. We have some. Uh, you know, it's crazy. Um, there's this this video I saw online. of and I I didn't see this, so I believe it was the French Oscars. I, I can't remember the name of the actual award itself. Um, and it was when what's his Oscar. name who, who was convicted. wait. For, wait. Had, what
1: <laughs> Sorry, you had to wee-wee real quick and uh, oh no, no, that was fresh oh,
3: okay. <laughs> solid solid <laughs> but anyway it
1: was no that's
2: number two any anyway. <laughs> oh lord
3: i'm done
2: <laughs> dan that's it <laughs> and then you know you have uh movies like minari an independent film Um, and they get put into uh, what is it, best foreign film or something of that nature, and they speak English in the movie, and then there's some Korean dialogue. Why would it be put in a foreign film category when it was made in America? (laughs) Because somebody had to read for half of it.
3: Sometimes I think that happens just because they don't have enough people to fill in the categories that they have available, or just because they are good films, but they are not high budget or good enough for Oscars. Like it I I feel like it's those are the type of movies that just get pushed into a category either just because they're not popular enough or haven't had enough press or they're Or they're just not watching
2: the movies when they make these categories. <laughs> you it know what was, I mean? They definitely aren't watching them. Jeez. I
3: I I did watch a, a video of this guy who was actually dating someone whose family was in the committee that made the votes for the Oscar. And he stated that they they didn't really care that at some point they would ask him to just put in whatever he wanted uh, because Mm. they didn't care for it, Um, which is really sad. It it comes to the point where you're like, oh, great. He doesn't want the power.
2: He just wants to randomly choose it.
0: well he
3: he would actually he said he would actually watch the movies but he said that because he was in the family just because he was dating one of them um but they didn't he said he didn't They didn't care they were all uh, they said that this was in his 20s so you know if they're in the committee and they're they're in their 20s like i wouldn't care either i think it was uh the father or something of one of them and he just would give them the
2: Wow. You, you go ahead and you go ahead and uh, control whether or not somebody gets work for the next 20, 30 years. Go ahead.
4: Right. Or to, whatever? But to both to oh. what you were saying, Stefan, what was interesting about the Stanley Tucci piece was that yeah, a movie where he's he's co-starring with Colin Firth. Yeah, and he's
5: overdue, too.
4: Right. And the and the Hollywood Foreign Press actually rejected him as a supporting lead to make him a lead actor. And that's they got, what they, they did.
2: There. They probably also, got beef against him or something.
4: And then also, which is, no, no, but actually it's, it's the opposite. Like he was the, the there was campaign for him to be a best supporting because he's co-starring to your point earlier, yeah. you said, but he's co-starring with Colin Firth and he somehow yeah. gets bumps. But then the four, like the conversation that we, you know, started up the other night was that the four men from one night in Miami What was campaigned for, what was submitted to the Hollywood Foreign Press, was that two would go in lead and two would go in best supporting. Hollywood Foreign Press again rejected the submission, but Mm. to the opposite effect, they then sent all four of them to the best supporting. And in a category where you're already going to have only four or five, we already know how that's going to turn out. We already know that that means in the end, only one of them has a shot. At, at eventually landing once the campaigning is over and once it does shake down to who the nominees are if you put four people from one film in one category yeah that's, like to me you just you dampen the odds of more of them getting any shine and with Stanley Tucci I'm like I'm, I I just find it interesting that if he's co-starring with Colin Firth what was wrong what why would they reject a submission for best supporting and then bump him to best lead and now you bump you know, like that's that's why I think it's fishy. Um, you know, it's the it's the systemic piece at best. It's the systemic racism, not not someone that is saying, I am having a problem with Regina King and you know, and Leslie Odom. You know, like all, you know, and these black people, I'm just I'm look I look at this a certain way through a certain lens, and based on how I see it, there's a whole set of decisions that support how I think about it. And then that's it. And so then back to Minari. Like yeah. we didn't see it in this one box, we haven't shifted our paradigm to say we want to look at it another way. We want to look at all of this another way.
2: No, yeah, that's that's the thing that I think a lot of people don't really understand is, is you know, is you know, some of these actors too have been doing it for so damn long, for so long, and then you have actors who are just starting out who are really you know hungry and and really busting their butt to get stuff done. And then, you know, that one award could uh, change the face of their career so easily for them not to find not just financially, not worry, but to have work just Just to be able to work, you know? Oh yeah. You know, that's a, I can change (laughs) someone's life, man.
3: (laughs) Well, I mean, again, it goes back to just, it's, I think a lot of it is there are ties like you scratch my back, I'll scratch yours type situation. Oh, of it's like politics. It's, it's honestly yeah. like politics. It's like I mm-hmm. said, cent- so I I did not know about this. This is an old video, a couple years old. Uh, you guys know Roman Polanski, right? Oh yeah. Okay. We all great know director, but sicko. Slept <laughs> with a minor. Okay. Um, so he fled. We are all aware that he fled to avoid going to jail because of those charges from then. And I think a couple of few were added on. Um, so it was still filmmaking the caesars are the oscars for france and he won a caesar a couple of years ago after he had fled so he's he's basically just like snowed in right now you know he's hiding because he's fleeing mm-hmm. he won a caesar why wouldn't he have been disqualified right. because of what he's doing now it makes no sense. He
2: knows he knows the top people or some of them are his friends, I'm sure. Again,
3: it goes back into that whole politics thing where we no scratch my back and I'll scratch yours. Or we go back into to Texas in reference to gritty. You guys are familiar with gritty, right? So Gritty is one of the electric uh, one of the electric companies that provide power to a bunch of Texans. Oh, I thought and you were, were
1: talking about that mascot that's cool. What yeah, the new. I'll get them. I'll get a picture. You keep going.
3: <laughs> so, um, so the situation is a bunch of Texans who ha- were trying to keep their power on during this entire storm. Right, this is one of the hit, like heaviest storms that they got hit with in the past several years. Um, they were getting billed over anywhere between three to fifteen thousand dollars for a week's worth of power. Okay. Uh, they were price gouged. Without a doubt, they were price gouged. So it, the people that... The the chair, the board of, of Gritty actually are donors for the governor of Texas. They they actually donated heavy amount of money towards his campaign. The only thing the governor has said um, is... Oh, that?
2: what? Sorry. No, I was asking Dan <laughs> if he wants me to add that. I didn't even interrupt, yeah, sorry. you could
0: have
1: told us to say that in the chat.
3: Yeah, 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 we got it. There's uh, Gritty. Who's Gritty? Oh, my God. Well,
4: you guys, let her get the
3: story out. Don't do that.
4: Sorry.
1: Sorry. Yeah, no, keep telling the story. This is this is to accompany it.
4: Take him down until we finish the story. It kills her whole story, guys.
3: <laughs> I don't think I can top that. But um, right. So, he, the governor of Texas said, oh, that was a really bad thing. Well, we'll look into something that we can do. So, what Gritty did is... They only offered payment plans. They only offered their residents payment plans for five months. If they don't pay within any of the installments within the five-month payment plan, they're going to have their power shut off. That's the only thing they were willing to compromise from the last thing that I read, uh, which was about a week ago because it was just pissing me off. But then I found out that they were actually one of the biggest donors for the governor who also just removed the lift-on mask and... You know, there's indoor dining. There is no, no COVID restrictions anymore in the state of Texas. This is the same governor that is involved with the electric company that price gouged the hell out of their residence.
4: And it's and the same governor who criticized and uh, criticized Biden's um, response to their support by calling it, I mean, he didn't use the words half-assed effort, but he was critical of Biden's um, state support. And I, I'm like, so you have the power in your hands to to fix this really but you don't you don't want to um, well,
1: yosemite sam is very ho- horrible and uh we don't like him but we must we must go to our uh first our guest. guest yes yes stacy give us
2: the intro
3: Ooh, yeah. So, our first wait. It's my guest as a first guest. Yes, yeah,
2: yeah. I put yeah. it in the I put she's, it in the, in the private chat. She's
1: show. on another time
2: zone right yeah, now. She's in we a don't different want time to go
1: night night during the interview.
2: Right?
3: Yeah. All right, guys. Then I get to go ahead and present our next fabulous guest. She is not only a life coach, but she is also a tarot card reader. So, she's incredible. I've had the pleasure of meeting her and her
1: name is Jennifer Lee. Jennifer
6: Lee.
3: Hello. <laughs> Hello.
0: Hi. Hello.
6: So nice to meet y'all. Thank you so much for having me on y'all's show.
2: Yeah, Good to have you. Thank you for uh, hanging out with us
6: you get to deal with
3: us crazy people here,
6: right? Oh my Gosh, I was getting really into the topic y'all were talking about. I was like, yes, I'm, I'm feeling all of it. And um, funny thing is, I think tech- Mississippi, um, our governor is about to end the mask mandate. So people have a choice whether they want to wear a mask or not. And there's no punishment. They're like, he's like, y'all can wear it. Y'all don't have to wear it. Everything is going back to normal. And I think Texas is on their way there, so yeah.
3: You know what sucks though, and, and we're gonna go back. Definitely gonna go back to you. Um, but the sad thing is, if you as a person wear your mask, you're only protecting the idiots that are choosing not to. You're, you, but you're making a conscious decision. You're, you're, you're saying, "Hey, yeah. I'm not gonna give it to you." But the reality is, your mask doesn't really protect you from them giving, you know, spreading mm-hmm. their... So.
6: Spending their germs. I know I'm like I'm still wearing my mask no matter what, but like people out here, they don't care. They really don't. But that's that's the South. So um yeah. Anyways, uh hi <laughs> I'm ready, ready to answer whatever it is y'all wanna ask and get to it. <laughs> what is the
1: earth speed velocity of an unladed swallow?
0: She's so adorable.
1: (laughs) Oh, okay. No, not Monty Python questions. The question Stacy had. That's right. That's right. None of those. We We, we went against this at the show. Speaking
3: (laughs) of all these, you know, people, they're just like, do you believe in karma?
6: Do I believe in karma? Yes, absolutely. I feel like karma is a real thing. You do something horrible to someone, it may not, you know, return back right away, but something has to give... Um, I know this because I used to steal a lot uh, during my college days and every time I would steal something, I would lose something of greater value either a month or two months in and I just noticed that pattern a lot during my year. So when I stopped stealing, that's when I stopped losing things or got things stolen from me. So karma, I believe it i believe in it greatly
2: cause and effect i mean you might
1: (laughs) you might have like just left it somewhere because like when you take a car like you drive it like you stole it you might not remember (laughs) where you left it like you just stop on the five and go i hate this traffic and you just get out and do your thing
6: right right well i i definitely have a guilty conscience so i think if you're someone who's smart and don't have a guilty conscience maybe that might not apply to you but <laughs> for someone like me you know um it comes back to me pretty quickly <laughs> like, damn these
3: morals and this empathy ah! <laughs> i know i say it all the time every time like, I, I, I see somebody that like i see a homeless person asking for a change i'm like damn it all right let me find a quarter a dollar here
0: <laughs> <laughs> all
6: right give what? me a dollar <laughs> and they're like not grateful for them.
3: Like, this is like you going to give me bitch. <laughs> <laughs> now, you're a tarot card reader. Like, okay, what how what inspired you to become one?
0: Um,
6: so uh it all kind of happened really quickly. It, it happened since I moved to LA. I don't know what, but psychics just became such a huge thing. Um, in Los Angeles and I kept running into psychics. I kept running into people who became tarot card readers and eventually I just started watching a bunch of tarot card readings on YouTube and I just was really into it. Um, and then I just got my first deck and I started doing tarot card readings for my friends. And I don't know, I just kind of get into the zone when I start doing readings for people. It's like you kind of get into, the, I get into this flow state, um, like whether I'm connected to, you know, spirit guides or higher source or whatever it is. Um, and then my friends just, I just started f- figuring out things about my friends that they have never told anyone or have never mentioned to anybody before. And it would just be kind of, um, it just be kind of like a healing kind of thing for me to do for people and just, you know, really help them out. And my friends were like, you should really, you should turn this into a business. You should do this, you know, because you're really good at it. And then, um, I did, I started doing donations, donated, um, tarot card readings for people and that just became such a huge hit. And then, yeah. And then now I, I turned it into a business and here I am doing tarot card readings for people and yeah now I'm a psychic tarot card reader
2: (laughs) cool
3: I love it like okay um so do you think intuition is a gift or an ability that you have to teach and give your time and hours and effort into for it to develop
6: so I believe everyone has intuition it is a It is a gift anyone can have and it's kind of like the best way to explain it is is like when you go into a room full of people and you can kind of read the energy in the room. Like obviously you're not, you, re- you would either go to the chatty gossip group and start chatting with them or you go to the group in the back that you really chill with. It's just like an energy thing or you can kind of sense when someone's, you know, having a bad day or you can sense when someone's having bad intentions with you. Like for an example, you know, salespeople, you can tell if Salespeople are either talking to you because they want to sell you something, or they talk to you because they actually genuinely like you. It's kind of kind of like reading reading the room, reading the in energy and that's how I kind of view intuition as it is um but for me you know like I I can get into a really good intuitive state when I do tarot card readings but when I when I might not be doing tarot card readings my intuition could be like all over the place so it just depends just depends on the person I'm sure y'all all have had Um, intuitive moments with people you know whether that's dating your family members friends you know figuring out who's your good friend who's not your bad friend you know it's all kind of based on how you read people
3: I like that I like that now if anybody in the audience has questions please feel free to shoot them in the box you know any questions you have about I got one what you got
1: What does it mean when you're getting your tarot cards read and the card you get is the one with the instructions on it?
6: What do you mean? (laughs) Wait, what?
1: Like the extra card in the deck that has like the instructions on it. Oh,
6: my God. Well, that's not supposed to be in the deck. That's supposed to be for the tarot card reader (laughs) to be like looking at it. Wait, you had a tarot card reading where your card was just the instructions?
1: (laughs) No, not really, but I'm creative. Uh,
3: (laughs) (laughs) So Dan is the skeptical one out of our entire group. He's the Mm -hmm. one that's like, bah, humbug, you know?
1: Not bah, humbug. (laughs) We we, we talked about how that's a horrible, horrible phrase back in its time.
3: Right. Was I here for that conversation?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Anyway.
6: What makes you skeptical about about tarot cards or psychics in general?
1: Oh no, I'm just uh, I, I, it has not been demonstrated to me personally. That's fine. <laughs> wait, wait, no, this isn't going to turn on me right now.
0: Hey, <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> So Dan, <that's- laughs> I'm gonna
1: get
3: you a card reading. That's going to be your belated Christmas present. <laughs>
6: I mean honestly I've actually gotten a lot of people who you know um you know the first question they would ask me is are you scamming people <laughs> like yeah. I would be like um <laughs> yeah. you can you can tell who who is scamming you um based <laughs> off of
1: <laughs> you have to explain to them it's not like a lie detector like you're not going to just know right it, like uh, it's not like you're summoned to tell the truth right now right
6: <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I've actually been to, ter- I've actually had readings done from scammers before. So I can actually, there, you can tell a difference. And how you can tell a difference is, Um, let's say, you know, those, those shops where you see tarot card readers and they like tell you your future, whatever you go in the shop, they have like a crystal ball and they start telling you all these generic kind of answer, like, oh, you're going to get married to a handsome man and have two children and live in a big city and you're going to get the, the career that you've always wanted. And it kind of just, a a scammer is kind of someone who tells you things that you want to hear. You know, they will they want they want you to believe in those things. So if it starts to sound too good to be true, that's when you kind of know that they are kind of tricking you. Um, me personally, I tell you things that you need to hear. So I've had clients who ask me about love readings and they ask, like, is this guy going to come back into my life or not? And I will tell you, no, he's not coming back into your life. Like no, straight up. I'm like, no. um, I think you need to move on from this connection and try to work on your yourself but you know some tarot card reader be like oh i sense i sense a guy coming back into your life your ex somebody who really misses you and then they'll they'll probably say something like but something's blocking you from having this connection something this negative energy this you know crazy demonic spirit is blocking you from the uh, abundance that's coming into your life and for three thousand dollars i can get rid of this Rid of the demonic energy and You're help you stage. get the love that you want. And that's when you know it's a scam. You know, that's when you know. Uh, I've had a reading like that where this lady was like, somebody does not want you happy. They put a curse on you. But for $3,000, you come back to me, honey. I will take care of that for <laughs> you.
1: You know, I actually, there's one type of tarot card reading I can tell is a scam when I see it right away. You know those guys with the three cards, they move around on the table three on card the card
2: that's not tarot?
6: <laughs> That's are you talking about Monty. the cup where they put like a ball in the cup and they make you <laughs> No, he's trick talking about three card
2: Monty. Find the card. It's
1: basically Find the card. same thing. The
6: okay. <laughs> yeah. <no. laughs> um, most tarot card readers They're don't do so tricks. Extreme. We don't do we don't do magic tricks oh, or anything man, like that. That guy
1: took my money twice for that and told me I was gonna be fine. <laughs> well you
3: deserved it then. <laughs> 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 now, Jen, what do you think are What are common misconceptions towards tarot card readers?
6: Um, So a common misconception I've noticed is that people assume you're going to find the answers and everything in the cards. You know, it's kind of like they expect their whole future to be told right there and then for then for you. But every tarot card reader is very different, too. Um, So my tarot card reading may be very different from someone else. I always tell people before I do a reading that I am not a fortune teller. I can't tell you what's going to happen in your future. I can't tell you if you're going to win the lottery or who you're going to end up marrying. I can't tell you those things because I don't know your future. I'm not I'm not sure what you're going to do. So I can't tell you that. Um, and so a lot of people just assume that, you know, oh, oh, like she's going to tell me about my future. And I'm not going to like something. And a lot of people also think that there's always something negative in tarot card readings. Like they always when they see like the death card or the devil card that, that it's a bad, um, uh, Misconception, Like there's something bad that's going to happen to them. But in reality, tarot cards are not, you know, meant to tell you any kind of negative events or bad luck events that's going to happen. They're meant to tell you things that you need to hear in this moment that can help you. Tell you things that you know. Maybe maybe some people will have never told you before. Like you need to work on you know maybe your codependency issues, or maybe you need to work on your insecurities and gain self confidence in yourself, so you can have that love that you want. Um, so a lot of the times, this is more like a, a guidebook than hmm. a uh, a future telling thing. So now, well, if you know
1: get that. the devil, does it just mean you're extremely metal?
6: No, if you get the devil card, it just means there's some bad addictions that you may need to get rid of. So, you know, it's different for everyone. So just because if the devil card goes out for Stacey, it may be different from the devil card from Stefan or Dan. Like, it just depends on... What what ask What energy you're giving me? Like the devil card could be a good thing for some people, and it could be a bad thing for some people. Um, in reverse, yeah, it's actually a good like, thing. It means like you're open to letting go, letting go of those addictions and changes and things, things of that nature. So it just all depends. Wow, I and really for me it means just-
2: I'm metal. Oh my <laughs> lord! What did we want Did we want to do a tarot uh, reading? Do it.
6: Would y'all like to do a tarot card reading? Yes. Okay, I could you do can... one for each of y'all if you want. I could pull out three cards. Oh. Um, so who who would like to go first? Do Dan. Do Dan. Just,
0: just
6: Dan. <laughs> okay. So pulled out the
1: devil right away. The metal. Let's go.
6: <laughs> Dan, I'm gonna I'm gonna have you close your eyes, okay, and just do a little deep oh, breathing Lord. here, just so I can kind of read your energy um so dan i just want you to take three big deep breaths in and out can you do that for me and i just want you to ask me any question that comes to your mind first okay tell me ask me any questions that comes to your mind first
2: serious ones dan (laughs) or dan's dan serious questions
3: we don't
2: want
1: to mess with the chakra. My <laughs> Takes me a long time to get through three breaths. You know, <laughs> vocal training. <laughs> um, uh, so let's see. Um, should I make another album?
6: A music album? Yeah. A Music album. Okay, so I already pulled out three cards for for you before you even asked this question um, You should make a music album if it's a collaborative one if you can collaborate with people that you really enjoy Being around that you Ooh. actually are inspired to be with so if you do have anyone in mind I really get a sense of here of rock alternative and also just kind of funky like uh, weird Alkovich kind of music just like you know, really, really, really fun music that has like catchy tones and, and, and tunes, but I have really since here, just like that weird psychedelic kind of music with people that you find very interesting. And when you find that community of people that are really into that kind of music, you're going to really thrive in that area. So if you really niche it down to a specific type of genre that really fits you, that's so different, but it's collaborative, meaning you find funky people to do music with, you're going to really thrive on that but the hard part here is that you have a lot of options you have a lot of different um, ways of doing things and it may be really hard for you to start on those kinds of music projects. so they're really saying if you can narrow it down be as specific as you can and try not to get distracted try not to get distracted doing other things meaning try not to get distracted doing podcasts acting comedy like if you really just focus on this album really focus on this album it's gonna work out but if you're doing too many other stuff you gonna get distracted and you're gonna procrastinate on it um the next card here is the queen of pentacles uh it's really saying get in touch with mother nature that way you can you can really get more in tune with your yeah, intuition and your nature. decision making so go outside Make for it inspiration in yeah go
0: <laughs> yeah. go
6: outside for inspiration try to be grounded in in what it is that you really want to do because if you really want to do this album you got to get centered you got to get grounded and get more in tune with your feelings because if you can get in tune with your emotions that nurturing side of you your music is going to come out even more beautiful a lot more attractive so don't be afraid to really open yourself up to your emotions and feelings because that way I mean that's music is basically emotions it's feelings yeah. um um, you can't really do music without that. So get in tune with that and it's gonna gonna work out for you if you listen to those guidelines.
1: Naked axe throwing in the forest. Got it.
0: <laughs>
1: I live I live near the IE everybody. Try to find me. I'll be like Bigfoot. <laughs> oh lord. Depending oh, who lord. sees me, I might be blurry.
0: Look, mom, it's a bush. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> what is that? Oh no. <laughs> Oh, okay. You gonna All go right.
3: next? You wanna go next? next. Wanna go, next? It go, Stefan. go Stefan. Okay, Stephen. Go, Stephen. Okay, Stephen.
1: Thank you very okay. much, by the way, Jennifer.
6: You're welcome. How did that sound for you?
1: It sounds like I'm gonna make a subpar album, but everybody download it.
3: <laughs> <laughs> It'll be free. It's like, yeah. All right. <laughs> uh, yard. yard
2: is nature. So we're just supposed to ask a question.
6: So again, so you do the same thing. Close your eyes, take three okay. deep breaths in, and then I want you to ask whatever questions come to your mind first. Hmm.
0: Serious
1: questions, Stefan.
2: Yes, that will be very serial, serious, sir. Stephan Lucky charm questions. questions. Lucky charm question. <laughs> um, <laughs> <Just> <laughs> just is hard. back, bro. <laughs> Wait, does he
3: That's tell 100. you the question, or are you
6: just give him a reading? Um. He asked me a question so I can figure out how the reading will go.
2: Okay. okay. Um, hmm. Dang, it's hard,
1: man. I don't know how to phrase the question. Did <laughs> you run the shower for two more minutes long?
2: No. You know? um,
6: <laughs> how's was... your love life?
2: No, no, we don't have to go there. That No. <laughs> We could do we could do uh com- we could do something about <laughs> comedy. We could do comedy. Let's do. Uh, is it? My- what
6: mm, Okay, because uh, the reason why I asked that is because the cards I pull out for you is in regards to your love life. So. can,
2: but this is like this much <laughs> to talk about.
6: Yeah. The spirits are really. <laughs>
2: You can, you, we can do that. I mean, it, it, it.
6: up to you. Up to you. Um, I can redraw. I can things. redraw for you. Yeah. But his um, watches
3: the show. I don't
6: know. She's kind
1: of. <laughs> you and the it's feet. Not, Mr. There's not,
6: not, nothing bad You're here. Nothing feet. bad You're here. Nothing feet. bad Your here. Wife
0: doesn't want you to touch her feet.
6: But you're what I mean, um, the only thing here, I pulled out the magician card here in reverse. So it's saying (laughs) there is a few blocks in your manifestation in regards to your career. And it involves your feelings and Mm. learning, learning how to um, the ace of cups here. They're really saying uh, the cups always represents emotion. So they're really saying in order for you you to really tap into your manifestation and really take all those unblockages out is really getting in tune with your emotions and being vulnerable and open up here especially when it comes to your love life
2: uh, oh, <laughs> <my family>. it's, <laughs> um it's
6: it's just the lover card in reverse it doesn't mean anything about it just means you know that there's some things that could be worked on here and they're just really saying um, try really hard to be more emotional when it comes to your relationship and just. Just let your, let yourself be free. And if you can really allow those feelings to flow naturally, try not to suppress them. I know you men love to suppress emotions. Oh, no, I, I share and, too much.
2: I share too much. Um, I think there's much. nothing
6: wrong with sharing too much, but try to also just kind of understand your emotions and try not to, um, let your, let your, let your emotions flow naturally. Try not to force anything. Try not to, Push yourself to, to to say or do anything. If you feel like crying, crying, uh, just
2: no, I do. That, that's easy. That's easy
6: crying. I that. Crying. <laughs> yeah,
2: he played soccer.
6: But also don't let your emotions take control over you. Don't let them take control over you either. Um, just it's just really saying in in order for you to manifest the things that you want, especially when it comes to love, like don't don't take anything personally and try to try to be the master of your emotions that's that's the best way to explain it be the master of your emotion knows no know when to turn it off and to when to turn it on switch it off switch it on and don't be afraid to um, be vulnerable but be vulnerable in a way that's authentic and true to who you are and try to avoid Try to avoid uh, emotional manipulation. Uh, Try to avoid, and maybe some. I do this too sometimes. Where if I don't get what I want, I will use the use the uh, phrase like, "I do this and do that for you. Why don't you do this for me?" Kind of thing. So that's that's like a form of it. So if you (laughs) catch yourself doing that, like you know, bringing things up from the past or just bringing things up in general.
2: No, when just, you've been married for thirteen years, that you you yeah you, a lot of times it's best just to be quiet.
6: Best to be quiet, yes, but also don't suppress it. If maybe if there's a way for you to let let things out in a healthy manner, that's gonna really help 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 bring things together. Because when you suppress things, when you suppress emotions, even if you don't want to cause any problems, it just makes it makes it worse. You know, oh, it's yeah. kind of just saying oh, yeah. just be honest, but don't don't lash out you know don't don't um don't
2: don't get beat up i gotta defend myself better Uh, uh, uh. (laughs) got it (laughs) thank you you.
6: don't even have to defend just 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 be honest be honest without um be honest without being um taking it personally you know Yeah. But you are okay. a manifester. I'm- you're you're you you manifest things because of your emotions. So use you when it comes to your career, put all the hurt and pain or whatever you feel into your career more than to your relationship and that will that will kinda help help everything kind of flow better if that makes yes. sense. Yes. <laughs>
1: Later. When I do that I just punch yeah. people at work. It's not good. Um, <laughs> all right, it's your turn, Dana. Yep. Got only a few more minutes, but yes, let's get everybody.
6: All right, so wait, there we go, Hmm? Dana. All right, yes, I can hear you. All Mm -hmm. right, so I just want you to take three deep breaths in, close your eyes. All right, and whatever question comes to your head first, go ahead and ask.
5: Okay,
4: whatever comes to my head first. Okay, um, gee whiz. Um. will I be able to talk to my mother again and hear her voice
6: let's see crazy thing is she actually got the same cards as Stefan but yeah. they're Stephane. all yeah. on the opposite side oh,
0: Steph-
1: <laughs> it's seven, but that's cool um, I like Stefan too that's nice
6: your mother really, really loves you. She really, really cares about you and loves you in a very, very, very deep way. Um, the magician yeah. here is—they're yeah. really saying you're in control. Of, you're in control of the situation. You're in control of how you want to react. And yes, like the, the the relationship you have with your mom, you definitely you, you will start hearing things. You will start seeing signs. You will start to to feel... Follow your intuition. Follow your heart. Follow those feelings. Because don't ignore Don't ignore it. Don't ignore it. If she's trying to reach out to you, try not to ignore it. If you, st- if you start to see coincidence, don't see it as coincidence. See it as a sign that she's trying to reach out to you. And there's a lot of love there. There's actually a lot of love. And I really get the sense here that she's been trying really hard to reach out to you in, in a very... She's trying to reach out to you, whether that's in dreams, whether that's mm. through some kind of communication. But listen to your dreams. Listen to your dreams deeply. If you dream alive, you've been getting a lot of um, if you've been getting a lot of visual visions, any kind of visions, maybe not hearing, but a lot of visions. It's going to come through and you'll start to see you'll start to see signs or. Um, I just really get the sense here that she's trying to give you, she's trying to give you love. She's trying to give you, she's trying to give you more than than what you're you're expecting out of her, and she's she's been putting a lot of signs for you. Um, so just pay attention to your dreams because the dreams are really is where she's trying to communicate with you. So maybe you may not be hearing her voice, but you will be seeing her. You'll be seeing her because you know maybe for you, you work really well when you see things compared to hearing because all of us we kind of have like we either feel things see things or hear things and for for you you're you will you will believe it more when you can hear i mean not hear it see it see it through Mm -hmm. your own eyes see it through your your visions um but definitely in your dreams when the dreams happen um try not to smoke too much weed because weed kind of suppresses the the visions or dreams um, that's just that's just something I'm aware of now uh, but I definitely get get the sense here that she's really trying to reach out to you in the the dreams and the visions and she wants you to kind of like hold her hold her hand like she's trying to really oh. reach reach oh. out to you so if you've been seeing a lot of hands or if you just been grabbing things and you, and you notice that when you grab something, it either falls out of your hand or slips out, or maybe like keys for an example. If you drop keys or if you find like loose keys, it's like your mom just trying to grab you or trying oh. to grab grab your hand. Yeah, like um, I've been losing this, the keys a lot, like like a lot lately. Yeah. Like, okay. Wow. Yeah. Okay. That's that's this card here that's the hands it's like she's trying to grab your grab your attention grab your attention so if you've been grabbing things a lot lately that's her that's her reaching out to you so um, yeah keys 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 and dreams
1: oh, I thought you were gonna say keys 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 on Van Nuys and I got excited <laughs> and
2: yeah I was just gonna say that too
0: dude.
4: <laughs> <laughs> now it's in my I was, like, I was like before we do all that. Was anything else like I? <laughs> um, I mean, if that's it, that's no, okay. I just didn't. I wanted to just hear if there was anything else. That was amazing. Yeah, keys and let me see,
6: keys, food wants you to pay attention to your diet. She wants you to be aware of your snacking, and um if you notice like Dana, maybe, maybe Dana, she Dana. <laughs> she just says uh, every time you snack, she wants you to think of her, but she also wants you to slow down <laughs> slow down so you can you can feel her hear her um you know kind of if you're if like you're having lunch, pretend that you're having lunch with her, and that's uh, that's a good time to kind of feel her. Um <laughs> well, I could be but less yeah. skeptical
1: now.
4: No, like, every, like everybody knows that I that have I have had a snacking thing that has become I'm not gonna say unmanageable, but I'm concerned about myself <laughs> and how much snacking. So when you said that, like when you said snacks in particular, I was like, Okay, well I guess this is this is I mean, it was already for real, already from the time you opened your mouth. But The snack. There's no way for you to know, but everybody knows I have snacks in my comedy routine, like because I'm snacking.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah,
4: she
6: go. (laughs) Yeah. She, she just, just wants you to slow calories. down
2: <laughs> She's She
6: just down says slow down, calories. girl, slow down, slow She's down. Her. She, she wants you her. to slow slow things down a bit. She really wants you to slow things down because the way maybe you're not catching her because you you're always on the go, you're always you know doing things, running things. that's why you're dropping things. So she says slow down, take your time, take your time when you eat, take your time so you can read the signs so you can hear her voice or see her when she's there. So, um, yeah, she just to slow down and (laughs) try not to snack too much. She's just like, she's always snacking. (laughs) Um,
0: (laughs) Oh
6: man. But there's so much love here. There's a lot of love, love, love. Like she's always around. Um, and she's just, she's just always around you. She's very, very in tune with what you're, you're doing. So in order for you to really see her there, you just kind of have to slow down so you can feel, feel her presence, feel, feel her around. And um, there is so much love, like I said. She's, she's always, like I said, reaching out for you.
2: Do you want to do... And
1: before Stacey. we bring on our next guest, we must introduce yeah. Stacey, you know. Okay, and find okay. out things about her she doesn't want us to know, and that'll be fine. All
3: right, Stacy. <laughs> okay. All
6: right, All right okay. here we go. So close your eyes, take three, um, three breaths in, and whatever question comes to your mind first.
3: Should I stay single for 2021, or should I be a hoe?
6: okay let's it
0: sounds see like here. a double question <laughs> yeah that sounds
6: like
1: wait your your bar of extremes is interesting um.
6: <laughs> all right so five Single cards actually hoe. pulled out from you um so let's see here <clears throat> do not be a hoe. <laughs> um it's actually a good time for you to be alone and they're saying it's because you've been treated because you have been treated so unfairly in the past, they're saying there's still a lot of things that needs to be worked on eternally and also um, just kind of try to, try to figure out where your energy is going towards because they're saying it's time for you to let go of a lot of old patterns, old habits, just the way you see yourself and how you see dating experience in general, the way you feel that men in general are just very difficult, how they treated you unfairly, and it's just kind of left you feeling not resentful, but just like uh, you know, just you just 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 how I lost her. A lot of <laughs> energy that you put out out there, and they're just. Oh, sorry. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Are yes. we good? Are we back?
1: Now we are. We're back. We lost we
6: about back? two seconds. Okay, okay great. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, the justice card came out and it's just, they, they want you to find a good balance in your life right now before you put yourself back out there. And what I mean by good balance is really um, try not to put all your eggs in one basket. If you are going to date or um, you know, open yourself up, make sure that you have enough energy to do it. Make sure you aren't putting all your energy into one guy or one particular person or if you feel like you know there's somebody out there you keep going back to they're really saying don't put all your energy into this person try to Try to cut yourself off. (laughs) Be a hoe then. (laughs) Don't be a hoe though. They're saying don't be a hoe. Be by yourself. The hermit card came out here. The hermit card is all about being alone and learning to be happy, being by yourself and try to to let go of the self-limiting thoughts. Try to not block your breakthroughs, not block your your ideal of uh, what a relationship should be like because there's actually a lot of pros- prosperity in your future. There's actually a lot of people that want you, that actually want to be with you, that really, really want to be with you. Like, For an example, the universe is really, they really have a lot of people for you to date. However, they say you're not really quite ready for it yet because you need to let go of this certain person that you have in mind or whoever it is that you're hung up on and you need to let them go first. Be alone. And then when you feel like you have a good balance in your life, when you feel that you're not letting those thoughts about this certain person or letting thoughts of any kind of past energy. And once you're able to let all of that go, then all of the prosper. Then you can kind of be a hoe and start dating and enjoy, enjoy dating instead of um, instead of dating to get rid of that one person that's on your mind. Like usually you <laughs> I don't know. I just really get the sense here that there's somebody on your mind that you have you're trying to let go but it's really it's been really difficult for you to and you know maybe for you 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 want to date around so you can forget about this person but they're really saying you need to forget about this person first be by yourself and then you can be a hoe and enjoy enjoy being single. So um, be alone first. Be alone first, and then when you feel really happy being alone and being single, then you're open to you know dating and trying and being in more intimate relationships, being in um, better relationships than the ones that you you keep you keep attracting. So um, for you, it's important that you 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 know what you want. You know what you you really value in yourself and what you value in life. And once you are happy where you're at being single and just living life and enjoying it, that's when all the men are going to like, you know, that's when the universe is like, here's 10 10 guys I have for you and you can pick whoever you want. But by that time, you're going to be like, "Mm, I don't know yet. I'm just going to have fun. So, um, yeah, but I just since here, get rid of that one guy that's on your mind first.
1: You and... got to drop that familiar dick, Stacy.
6: Look,
3: <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, this is the problem I've been having, okay? Like, I am self-conscious, and I think that... There's a certain number. Well, this is just me, okay? I don't want to surpass a certain number of bodies I've been with, so I feel like I need to recycle my exes so I don't increase that number. No, 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 no. No, no, no. That's
6: like the complete opposite.
1: (laughs) How are you Um, helping your community that
6: way? (laughs) Girl, you can have as many numbers as you want. Like, my numbers is through the roof. I'm already past... (laughs) 50, you know but i stopped going back i stopped going back like you have to end all the all the dicks so you can have new dicks to come through that actually you know value you and that you really are you know wanting to go after good good so, dick.
0: good, new good dick. New
6: it's time for for new good dick to come into your life <laughs> um you but go. first you know but first just have fun with you know your toy and just have fun with yourself first and then the good dicks are going to come.
0: <laughs> well, I think I need milk. to get a toy because I
3: don't have one. But okay. It's <laughs> on my list. Yes. <laughs> get a
6: toy, girl. Get you, get you a toy. It's the best best friend. It's the only thing that will make you come more than more than any other dick. Trust me.
0: <laughs> oh, jeez. That is a tip
1: for all of you ladies out there. Ed, yeah. Ed said healthy <laughs> dick. Healthy dick. Yeah. The yeah, make sure Gita it's healthy. Not a spotted toy. dick like in England. <laughs> <laughs> But it's it's been great. But we do have to get to our next guest. But everybody, there is Jennifer Lee's Instagram right there. If you need to get in touch with her, find out about the tarot card reading. Also find out about all the other things going on. Anything coming up, Jennifer?
6: Uh, no, I also do coaching too. You could actually schedule a free coaching session with me. I am, uh, I uh, work with the subconscious mind and reprogramming the subconscious mind. So Stacy, if you have dating patterns you want to get rid of, I actually help people get rid of those patterns and do hypnotherapy. Um, so if y'all are interested in that, follow me on Instagram. You can schedule a 30 minute live session. Or if you just want a tarot card reading, I do offer tarot card readings, live reading sessions that. Um, I also do energy healing work too so feel free to DM me for questions and let me know let me know if y'all need help with anything
2: this is random and last minute I don't know how everybody else would feel about this but I think it'd be awesome is there any way we could do Ronnie you could do Ronnie Pascal
6: yes yeah. I could do Ronnie I can do Ronnie if Ronnie right. wants to come on
2: yes <laughs> all right. I think that would be awesome so we're going to bring on Ronnie. Ronnie is a, uh, a Brooklyn based comedian who likes tweeting a lot. Yeah. All right. Here's yeah. Ronnie Pascal.
5: Ronnie. Thank you. I You're
2: need to work on right. my
5: intro. <laughs> who likes tweeting a lot? <laughs> How you guys Ronnie doing? looks like
6: he's in like a, a storage room or a. I feel a, like it.
5: A... I'm in a guest bedroom at a friend's house. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> <It's all
2: good. laughs> the
1: guest bedroom, or the, as they call it, the place of no return. They you better watch the locks. locks. <laughs> I do. I have. Uh, I've been. Like, all right, stuck Ronnie. In in the door. Are you ready
6: to get a reading done before we? Bef-
1: yeah. Yeah. We just so found out the universe doesn't care about slut shaming, so that's good. <laughs> that, makes, that means the universe has become progressive and better. So <laughs> we're like, let's find out about your universe.
0: Great. I'm <laughs> do it.
6: Okay, Ronnie. I just want you to close your eyes, okay? Take three deep breaths in, and then just ask me a question, whatever question comes to your mind first.
5: Um, what's my year going to be like?
6: Ooh. Okay. Alright, so, um, let's see here. You got, I had five cards for you, so I'm gonna try to, try to, try to say everything I can, cause that's a lot to talk about. Um, but starting off, uh, it's gonna start off kind of rocky only because there's still a lot of things you're trying to figure out at this moment. Career, love, family, um, lifestyle, even where you wanting to live, you have a lot of things you're trying to sort through in your mind and you're really just like, you're kind of going with the flow, but the spirits are really saying you need to start making some plans and start narrowing down what exactly that you wanna do in each area of your life. Otherwise, if you just kind of go with the flow it's gonna, you're just gonna feel stagnant in life. So if you really want to progress more, you really got to start taking some action. Um, Queen of Pentacles here, start talking to your mother more. <laughs> or um, maybe, 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 I don't know, I really get a sense here. Do you live with your family right now? You live with your mom? I or don't. My
5: mom's passed away. So.
6: Oh, okay. So maybe that's her spirit coming in. Maybe talk have do you do you do you have do you communicate with your mom in any kind of way or do you try to remember her in any kind of way or um okay yeah i really get a sense here that she's trying to reach out to you and a lot of the answers that you're seeking she's trying to help you she's trying to really help you out especially when it comes to um dealing with work situation she's really trying to say stop comparing yourself to other people's success and stop trying to yeah especially, me Ronnie. People. especially um
0: me.
6: but yeah i i really get a sense here that she wants you to to kind of also the same as um dana here try to Slow it down and read the signs that she's trying to give to you because she's really she's really trying to reach out to you. And a lot of the answers that you're seeking is coming from her, especially because, you know, you know, she doesn't want you to she doesn't want you to feel like, you know, you're not you're not moving or progressing. She wants you to feel like you're supported, even though she may not be there. She really wants you to know that she will support it in a lot of different ways, Um, especially at home, because maybe home is like I said, home is not, um, you know, she's really saying you're going to feel the most at home with her with her there so try to try to make your home really welcoming for her and for you um and you know she really wants you to know that there's a lot of opportunities for you and that you're doing so well and that you're you know you're on your way there and just like not not stop um a lot of cancer energy here so there's a lot of good fortune coming from you but there's just so much a lot of nurturing i get a lot of nurturing energy here um but the number one advice i have for you is stop comparing your success to other people or stop trying to um stop trying to be like other people and stop stop letting other people influence you because she really she really she really can sense that it has been such a uh, has been a negative effect on you maybe you have um, dealt with some difficult people in your life whether that's friends or just people like maybe even getting betrayed by certain people and she's just really saying um you know don't 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 worry about them you have me you have me just like you know I'm here for you I'm always here for you even if even if you can't see it like I want you to feel feel it just have more conversation you'll start to like I said you'll start to see the signs you'll start to notice things like you know um just she just wants you to take care of yourself and focus on you don't focus stop hanging around bad stop hanging around people because I think you 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 get a lot of energy from other people you get a lot of um you know <laughs> you're gonna make them leave the show I know. I'm like, you thrive.
0: You thrive just
6: off everything. of other people's energy. So really, it's she's really just saying surround yourself with really positive people. People that make you feel good. Like a family Like she wants you to surround yourself with better people, better home way you can you can start to feel the progressiveness so you can start to feel like your life your life is finally coming together um there's actually a lot there's a lot there's a lot she wants to tell tell you that she's trying to tell me in this moment but i'm just like it's it's a lot to kind of unpack i don't know if you want that out out in in the space but the main message here is really um stay focused on your Stay focused on you. So don't compare yourself to people and start start, making, start start taking some action. Start being responsible. Start being responsible of your... Start, start taking responsibility. And <laughs> and if you start taking responsibility, you're going to thrive. You're really going to thrive because here, once you start to realize the signs, once you start to take notice and once you start, you know, really having conversations with her, she's going to really help you through. She's really going to bring in good spirit, good energy um, for you. But you have to get rid of, rid of people that are not good for you. Um, yeah, your mom does not
1: want you reading any QAnon stuff, okay? QAnon. So, no no I'll QAnon. I'll say
6: QAnon. But, okay. God, oof. We not expecting to you. We love you.
4: Yes, thank, thank you. you for uh, coming I know. out <laughs> of course
6: thank you you all so much for having me and you know it was it was such a pleasure yeah if y'all if y'all have any questions or if y'all are interested in getting more in dub reading um yeah follow me on instagram be happy happy to help help y'all out or whatever it is um but yeah good luck on the rest of the show y'all
2: thank you
4: thank you jennifer
2: bye
1: thank you so ronnie how long have you been comparing your career to
5: tim allen Oh, uh, every single day. <laughs> uh, I Googled yesterday that I found out his real name is Timothy Dick. So that's a fun fact. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. Tim, yeah. Dick. That Tim Dick.
1: That's <laughs> little,
2: little Tim
3: Dick. a good girl. Bad Tim idea Dick. to hear that while I'm drinking water.
1: <laughs> that's why he couldn't be a teacher. Because like, hello, I'm Mr. Dick. And like, mm-hmm. they wouldn't stop laughing
5: till third trimester. I imagine he's Andy Dick's father. Is my oh, what's in my name.
1: <laughs> Ooh, that's the Hollywood secret.
3: Do you guys mm-hmm. wonder how much therapy his kids need?
1: Which Come one, on, Andy Dick, mine. or yeah, or Tim Allen? You mean Tim Ronnie's Ronnie? You how mean your Jonathan- kids?
3: Tim Allen's Are at we, least rich? Okay, he can afford therapy for his kids. <laughs> Are we talking really
5: about Jonathan Taylor Thomas? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever
3: happened to him? He was so adorable.
5: (laughs) Have no
1: idea. I don't even know what happened to all three of those kids. That's that's actually interesting. I think
3: he he failed in Hollywood because he was short.
2: (gasps) Just like
1: me. Dan
2: takes that personal. Stacy. Nah, nah. do You think
1: he was?
3: You're not that short. I mean, well,
1: when Lord of the Rings came out, I got work. Is,
5: oh,
3: is five
1: foot five. Oh, he's oh. one inch shorter than me
3: cool. he's my oh. he's my height
5: <laughs> it's
1: a nice even height five yeah, five that's a good one
3: dan the only reason i towered you when we met was because i had hooker heels on
1: yeah <laughs> and when i wear those i just outshine everywhere i didn't want to take your spotlight with my hooker heels yeah. Oh,
5: Jenna's nice ones. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He has the ones with the like they're made out of almost like glass and they have goldfish inside. Mine <laughs> uh, mine are like those old Reeboks that light up so when I step No,
2: that does
1: just a thought real quick. How much money could we make off of making Wheelie's heels? <laughs>
3: I think they're all over Amazon, so
1: apparently not
2: much. <laughs>
1: like like high heels with wheels in them. Like, hey,
2: look at what about those? Uh, what about stilettos with those Reebok pumps? You know
5: they have a little pump on them. What about that? I love that. I'm into that. <laughs> Wait, not stilettos. I'll do wedges, but I can't do stilettos. This show is right up my alley. <laughs> so... <laughs> we are so, glad, Ronnie. So you've been doing comedy for two years, correct? Uh, total for 10 but just stand up oh, okay for
2: two. okay yeah. so okay nice nice nice. Um, do you sense a difference uh, where you've done stand-up comedy as far as Connecticut, New York, uh, California?
5: Yeah um, so I'm from Connecticut. I did two days of improv in Connecticut though okay uh, and I was too nervous to keep doing it. But then for some reason, I was like, yeah, that's a good enough reason to move to New York to force myself to do it. And then so for eight years or nine years, I've lost count. I don't know what years are anymore. Uh, just improv. And then uh, when was it? It was like September of 2019. I was like, let's do stand up now, too. So it's actually good because like it gave me something to do during pandemic because I'm not about to do virtual Zoom improv. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah and like the difference uh for me i don't know i could be way off base right now i feel like la focuses more on like the career aspect of it where new york focuses a lot more on like the craft aspect of it mm. uh i don't know maybe i sound like a asshole right now
1: no no no, 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 I, I, no, I, no, I, no. you're just using weights. yeah <laughs> <You're> using weights. <laughs> you're using words. We to to talk wades yeah
3: I, you cool, know what? Uh, you're right. I, I've actually noticed that that a lot of New York comedians or East Coast comedians, because a lot of them live in New Jersey too, um, tend to have more, much more intellectual humor um, compared to comedians here out West Coast, where it's just a lot of either slapstick humor. Usually, the ones that succeed here are because of networking or people they knew, which is, uh-huh. I mean, you, uh, someone is connected to someone here in LA. It's a really small world here. Definitely. Um, Damn. But I, I honestly feel like yeah, that that's right. I feel like there's there's art and craft form in New York, and there is here in LA. But I feel like that's the main feature over there. Not to mention, a lot of the tonight shows are over there too.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I
1: find it, it hard makes- to breathe when I'm networking.
2: Well, that's where the comedy cellar is, you know, in in New York. So I mean, and it's not easy uh, to you know become a regular there. You have to what try out for the. I can't remember the person, the individual's name, but yeah, they had a whole, I saw a whole thing on that. That looks
0: tough. So
2: that's where the kid for
1: Zachary Taylor Thomas went. You got to try out for him. Oh, jeez. <laughs> he he's still
5: auditioning. <laughs> yeah, he's, like, he's like, it I sounds very funny, it. but can you do an Aru? <laughs> From where I come,
0: that's very, very successful. Can you do an Aru? <laughs>
2: Oh, man, almighty. That's horrible. So baseball, Ronnie, baseball. Okay, Mm -hmm. so I've become familiar that you have a deep love for stats and baseball.
5: Mm -hmm. Is this correct? This is very correct. Uh, I grew up a huge baseball fan, and uh, I'm a huge Boston Red Sox fan who grew up in Connecticut, which is like you're either a Red Sox, Yankees, or Mets fan, but like it's always fighting. Uh, (laughs) But... Uh, I moved to LA in 2017 and 18 and I fell in love with the Dodgers and I haven't told anyone in my family. So <laughs> my, who, the Dodgers fan moment.
1: You know, and, it's, it's interesting because like, uh, my wife is a Yankees fan, so mm-hmm. she didn't like the Red Sox and we actually flew out to New York just to have see one game in the old, I, I'm not the baseball fan, she is, to, to, to see it in the old stadium before they went to the new one, the mm-hmm. one they closed down. And we were there, and A Rod's 500th hit. Yes, he hit it with steroid arms, but it's fine. He <laughs> hit it, and it came like within seats of us. Like, Ooh, like we see. we got really good seats because somebody knew someone when we were out in New York. And it was great, and then we were drunk on the
3: subway
5: after. Yeah, we all get drunk on the subway. Yeah. Could you
3: could you not catch the ball because you were really short? Did you have short <laughs> hands too?
5: And
1: I was really drunk. Like I don't catch things when I'm sober. Well, I was I'm not the athletic type. No, no, just self, more self-deprecation. There you go. I'm
2: into it. Okay, now we're <laughs> back. Sweet. Sweet. Wait, what happened? No, I. everyone was frozen for me for whatever. Oh, Now, we're back. We, you, like, yeah, now we're back.
1: Sweet. Like That didn't happen to the rest now of us. Back. We got confused with what you're saying. Now we're back. Sweet. It's now like, dude, Stefan's got the good edibles. Like... <laughs> you missed
0: all oh, of the comedy that comedy that will
2: ever happen.
0: <laughs> Damn it.
2: Damn it. So, if you had two teams that you deeply love that you would like to see play the World Series of baseball, which two teams?
5: I mean, luckily I got so, that in 2018 because my Red Sox played the Dodgers in the World Series, oh. uh, and so I got. But like, I couldn't even get over like I'm still a Red Sox fan so much that I cheered for them in that World Series <laughs> <'Cause> I, was, <laughs> I was like, I hope the Dodgers make it next year, which they did. So yes. the Red Sox and the Dodgers won in two separate like back to back years. So I got to see nice. both of that in oh, over nice. the course of two years. It was great. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> not upset. Not upset at all. <laughs> hey, we should have won, huh? Oh, we won. We did it.
0: Oh, my I God. Oh, sorry. This Go is
3: so random, but it tripped me out. Dana, for a moment, I thought you had a stethoscope on, but then I just realized <laughs> that it was her hoodie.
2: It was her hoodie. Oh, the white, the white line thing? Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. You mean Dr. Dana? <laughs> yes, Dr. Dana.
5: <laughs> Dr. Dana.
2: <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Let's see. So I we had a conversation where you were telling me that uh you also
5: love radio and you, you dabbled into radio, correct? Yeah, uh before I did improv i was like i'm gonna be a radio dj because that's where the money's at (laughs) but uh yeah i went to connecticut school of broadcasting and while i was there the school shut down uh so i had to like on and roll i have a story but i don't know how much is true because i've never been able to look into it But if you want to hear, like, a maybe rumor, that's kind of fun about Connecticut School of Broadcasting. Sure. Cool. So, the guy who owned... The reason the school shut down is... The rumor is, and I hope it's true, is the guy who owned it also owned a porn production company. And Connecticut found out that he was using grant money for Connecticut School of Broadcasting to fund his porn. Oh, to to get extra fluffers. Yeah. So... Well, yeah, the thing that while we were there, I do remember him saying, like, the two jobs I could get you are either work in porn production or I could get you a job at WWE production. Those are, like, the two promised things that we could get.
1: So, porn or almost porn? Yeah, porn or <laughs> what
5: we do. Yeah, so then they reopened, but I, like, like a year later, but I was just like, nah, I'm not going back. Mm-hmm. Wow,
3: they literally said, take a shot on us.
5: <laughs> like a shot. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad that I
1: finally met someone who's also been offered porn as work, but not as an actor.
5: Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Boom, Wait. boom, and pluffer
0: Wait. Oh, did you say boom? Uh, yeah.
5: I don't know if that's actually what I was offered. By. No, I was
1: I was a boom operator when I was offered. Hey, it pays. Come do the. Come do the set. You know, it's a little awkward the first time, but after that, it gets pretty easy.
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs> you're reminding I, me yeah. of this TikTok yeah you guys know I mention TikTok all the time but I'm not sorry to interrupt but you just reminded me there is a boy who puts videos of him going to work with his dad and he's the sound guy for <laughs> movies.
1: a boy like how old is he is he sitting he, there playing with the switch
3: I think he's like 13 or 14
5: okay all right.
3: so he just TikToks himself as his dad's working
5: <laughs> oh <Yes>. Lord, <laughs> yeah. background you have!
1: He's making <laughs> a song to this. <laughs>
2: anyway, that was I <laughs> oh, Lord. oh, oh
0: my!
1: Feed right, because in reality, it's this, and then you go to sleep quick.
5: <laughs> you go to sleep quick. That's how you go Oh boy. Yeah. So
3: if, if if we do this noise in front of your wife, Dan, it's just gonna trigger PTSD.
1: <laughs> PTSD. Visions of joy. How dare mm-hmm. you. <laughs> Visions
0: of joy. You told me a few things I do
1: well. Anyway. <laughs>
0: oh
1: jeez. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, that's too far. <laughs> uh, it's alright. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you know happened? okay my, my cousin my cousin is telling me i gotta tell this story so i'm not gonna cut into ronnie's time too much but he's he's saying i gotta tell the story when i was a boom operator ronnie i did not do porn, but i got pretty close and what i did is i ended up working on this this movie where a korean director directed his own daughter as the lead in a movie where her life was going south and it consisted of a lot of sex scenes with her and different men as he's directing her. And that's where I got to hear a director say in during the scene with his own daughter there going, fuck her harder. Make it more realistic. Fuck her harder. <laughs> and oh no. I'm just like, I will never forget this. And neither will my cousin. This was, I, oh my gosh, so many years ago, over 20 years ago, he still remembers the story.
0: Right. Did I just
1: kill the room? <laughs> Never mind.
4: Yes, yes, you no. did. We are it is dead. It is buried.
0: Dana's no, no, no. like, what the hell did I walk back <laughs> to <into?" laughs> right now? <laughs> what, what are, are we
4: did. talking about? Right, right, right. The room has been cremated. Like it's but that dude, would be it's creepy. My
2: career experience. Thank you. I mean, can you imagine having someone like you know, you go to work and it's your, your dad or your mom directing the movie and mm-hmm. it's an awkward scene like that? Fuck that, <laughs> <yeah>, bro. <laughs> no.
4: But oh, you guys, you. Uh, Mario Van Peoples, Melvin Van, Pe- Van Peoples. So mm-hmm. when Melvin, pa- I can't say it. When Melvin Van Peoples did Sweetback's badass song, Mario was a child and was oh. in the movie. And he's talked publicly about some of the scarring from that experience because, Mm -hmm. you know, something and I've never seen it, but just it's (laughs) amazing. The dads, uh, you know, are. (laughs) My
3: question is what type of scarring, like scarring, like I have now erectile dysfunction because of the trauma I went through as a kid, or is it. Now I got to fuck everything in sight because I'm trying to re- recreate the memories I had with my dad. Like Oof. what kind of trauma does that get that me? All
2: just awkward and I, I weird. It, and I horror. think a lot of it
3: is just
4: emotional, psychological, obviously without being a therapist, it affects your choices. And Mario Van Peeples is very public about this, but like he, he was great actor and great film director. Producer. He actually like, I taught his, he has two sons. What is it when sons, when kids are like the same age, but they're not actually twins. What Irish twins. What is Irish twins? So he has he has a wife and he had a woman and children at the same time. And I had both of these kids in like and they were ninth graders taking algebra for me. But anyway, so I just say that I think people are sc- a scarring to your point is like, it's obviously subjective, but I think if people say I want to be here, but I'm existing here, like I'm not, I don't know that he wanted to be the guy that had a wife and had a girlfriend and whatever. I think he sure. probably just wanted to be a person who did whatever and all of that comes out of whatever you've been through you know
2: mm-hmm. yeah so real quick
5: not to change the subject cassettes cds or vinyl oh man i love all three uh i i made cassettes oh uh i have a fun quick story about cassettes if you want that sure sure uh, When I I was a nerd when I was in like seventh grade and eighth grade, and I'm 35. So when I was in seventh and eighth grade, CD burners aren't out yet, right? And uh, I wanted to figure out how to make custom cassette tapes, but I didn't have a way to record it from my computer to my cassette player. So I bought, I figured out how to take two sets of headphones, cut them up, uh, and tie the eighth inch. Uh, cables together and record that way and then this girl that I had a crush on who lived next door found out that I could do that and then she tricked me into making her the Slim Shady LP cassette tape Uh, and then she's like come on over I'm just getting out of the shower and I was too nervous to do anything so I put it in her mailbox, rang the doorbell and ran away (laughs) (laughs) What what, what was the age difference? I'm just curious. Oh, We are the same age
0: Oh, okay. Oh, Come on, on.
5: Come on. I shut up. I regret <laughs> it every day. That's funny. Yeah. And
0: That's like it was
3: just, wait, was that the album where he had? all those songs about like beating his, his ex up. And, and no, no, him? that's the
5: next album. <laughs> <laughs> that's
3: that's, the next that's album.
5: my favorite album.
3: Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
2: yeah. man, oh, man. Oh, <laughs> so You know, it's, it's interesting
1: is- that you say that. Cause like, as, as a mu- as a musician myself, I actually prefer CDs. And the only reason why is because they last longer.
0: Mm-hmm. And I
1: want you to lose my CD somewhere. I've given my CD to people and say, no, just lose it somewhere. In a hundred years, someone might pick it up and it will play for one more time, Mm -hmm. and that's the only reason why. I understand there's this whole argument about the warmth of tone and stuff, but it's like, yeah, but I still want you to hear my song, even if it's through a grainy radio here.
2: (laughs) So, So, was that
5: cassette, vinyl, or CD? If you had to pick, I'm going to go with cassette because it was the easiest to like make your own playlist on. Okay,
2: Stacy, cassette. You, were, you weren't even born.
3: <laughs> yes, I... Okay. Oh, you, oh, you were? Oh, okay. Um, you were, yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: I'll
0: take that. You
3: know what? I, re- I remember how complicated it was to rewind a stupid cassette. Like, I remember having to grab the pencil and rewind it, so I'm going to say CD.
2: Okay. Dana, CD, cassette, vinyl. Which one? Um...
4: A lot of memories locked up in vinyl, like not maybe not practical, but a lot of memories locked up in vinyl. And I am forever in love with vinyl artwork. Like, you know, I I just I love like size. It's not like because you can get artwork on cassettes. I mean, not cassettes on uh, CDs, Hmm. which are probably my second. But vinyl, vinyl, vinyl,
1: vinyl onesies, everyone. Vinyl onesies. <laughs>
2: Myself, yeah. I would say I would say CDs, but I do, I do have a deep love also for cassettes because that's I would uh, still music off the radio. Uh, my dad had a semi-expensive radio. He hated me using. Eventually, he didn't care because he got a CD player. Uh, but you know those little smaller compact ones. But I was able to record stuff off of the legit radio while the music was playing. So I thought that was really cool. Yeah. Um, okay, so now I have something that I thought was very interesting and fun. Uh, pretend we are network executives and I want you to pitch us the wildest and craziest idea you have for a sitcom. All right, go.
5: Oh my God. Uh, so thank you for having me today in this pitch meeting. I'm glad to be in Hollywood right now. Uh, so I have this idea for a sitcom. Are you ready to hear it?
3: Yeah, I guess.
5: Okay. Uh, I want to, (laughs) I want to create a game show. Uh, where it's just dogs. All the contestants are dogs, and the game show is called Is It Food? Ooh. <laughs> is it food? I'm pretty sure
3: it's on Animal Planet. What's different about it?
5: Uh, uh, well, what makes it different is all of these dogs are secretly furries. Ooh.
2: Oh, yeah. Okay.
5: Right.
1: yeah so we'll say- basically That's going to we'll do great like with, with people furry. advertising brawny. <laughs> <laughs>
2: What are we going to say, Stacy?
3: I'm like, what are we on? Are we going to is this going to go on Epic, HBO Max? Uh
5: also Dan can boom this whole thing. So. Yeah. <laughs> I like to pick up the sound of the fuzz. Of the fuzz?
3: Who would be the fuzz, your the, Who the are you considering me. as your lead actor or actress? Who do you okay. have a vision in a furry costume?
5: I'm glad you ask because I uh, we're going to rewind a few years ago and I want Screech to be my guy. Oh, Dustin Diamond. Dustin okay. Diamond, okay. Dustin okay. Diamond is my furry. Is that or because he
3: watched his tape? Is, is that why? You yeah, I love Screech. Role?
0: <laughs> yes.
5: <laughs> yes, it's because
1: am. you could fit just inside of his, anyway. Um...
5: Oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm hoping this could get made. Oh, interesting. Okay. okay. <laughs> and it's Are called you... Balls of Furry <laughs>
2: calls a furry. <laughs> Dan, what oh, are what are your thoughts, sir? Shall we invest?
1: I like it, but we got to get Tom Cruise to get in there and do his own stunts. Ah, okay. yeah. I'm down. <laughs> yeah, he can be in the tiger suit. Mm-hmm. Is is tiger right for Tom Cruise? Uh,
5: maybe well, no. Jaguar.
1: Maybe Jaguar.
5: No, maybe not for tiger. I want uh Tiger King. Ah.
1: Oh, okay. You know what? Let's give him. Let's give him a bobcat. And no, we we have That's bobcat Bob for bobcat. Food. Yeah, we have bobcat <laughs> for
5: bobcat. Mm.
1: <laughs> we'll figure this out. We'll figure this out. We'll we'll write something in.
5: Also, Stacey? tiger wolf might be the tiger.
2: Oh, your dog wants uh, some input on that. Actually, oh, uh, really?
1: uh, the target demographic. <laughs> well, one of them, is right there.
3: Hey, hey, would you watch a movie about furries?
2: It's a no, don't get hugged me. Don't me. <laughs> oh my gosh. He loved it. He loved yeah. it.
3: All right. I'm traumatized, yes. but he loved it.
1: <laughs> he loved it slowly. That's slowly. what he did. slowly. Uh, slowly. <laughs> I love adding that to the end of sentences.
5: So this is Greenlit? I'm taking it. Yes. Yes. Yeah, uh, we're gonna have
1: our guys call your guys and um yeah.
2: Thank
1: you. <laughs> Thank you
5: so much.
2: <laughs> oh man
3: this shit better get nominated for an Emmy
5: <laughs> it's getting all of the EGOT all at once I promise you that
2: <laughs> oh my goodness
1: EGOT not the guy from
5: Ghostbusters back to Ghostbusters again that was EGON EGON, Egon. Egon.
0: That's,
5: that's when someone steals your EGOT it's EGON yes. <laughs> there you go <laughs> Or when the guy from Ghostbusters
1: is no longer here, he gone. And anyway, too dark. Um,
2: (laughs) So what's one of the craziest things you've ever heard yelled as a suggestion uh, while you were doing improv? (laughs) Uh,
5: Can I... I want to answer that question. I have a separate thing that I would like to answer. Oh, okay. Oh, he's a politician. (laughs) uh, The things that people yell for suggestions are always the same things of like, Uh, If they're like someone trying to be smart or funny, they just yell pineapple or dildo. It's always like those two, Uh, no (laughs) matter what, because they think like you can't do improv with pineapples or dildos. But my favorite thing that I've heard yelled at a comedy show, uh, and this has been written publicly, so I don't feel bad about saying it. Do we know the actor Paul Sorvino, correct? Oh yes, yes, yes. yes. All right. So Paul Sorvino, uh-oh. He paused.
3: Hello? Are you there? It's me.
0: <laughs> it's me. Cool.
1: <laughs> oh, that guy.
3: Oh, is that her dad? I was like, I know Mira. <laughs> oh, we can't hear you, Dana.
2: Oh, okay. Theory, what about
1: now? So who, yeah, I think that. it's actually funny because, like, if you look at Paul Sorvino, the fourth picture is uh Harvey I Weinstein. See? <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs>
1: he's in a lot <laughs> of Miramax movies.
4: I I guess, again, I guess I forget that there is an age difference, so you guys don't know who Paul Sorvino is, other than in reference to Mira Sorvino. <laughs> so, like, yeah. I, know, I know, I know, Mira. Both. But
0: who's Paul? Right, okay, okay. like
4: Google.
2: <laughs> he's in a lot oh, of God, movies.
4: Yeah, I mean, yeah, he's he was a you know big actor. Oh, we lost Ronnie. What happened? He's
1: he got frozen.
2: He'll be back.
4: When your
1: heart's not open. Ooh. He, he went stop. to
3: go write that that screenplay, like or that script. He was just like, I'm so inspired <laughs> like right am. now that I'm just I need to. I need to think <laughs> about grown ass men in dog costumes. Oh, Thinking that's, about that's joining so a bizarre. dog show. I was in watching
1: grown ass men. <laughs> I mean, otherwise it's gonna have problems like a Netflix special. Ronnie's
5: coming back. Wow.
3: He's back. How
5: was your inspirational run? So sorry. I had my phone. Oh, my computer not plugged in and the battery just died without me noticing. It's uh, all good.
1: <laughs> so where were we at with Paul Sorvino?
5: Paul Sorvino story. Uh, so Paul Sorvino used to go to comedy shows. I used to run a theater in New York called The Pit. Uh, and Paul Sorvino would go to shows there And he would heckle by yelling things like, oh, man, you're all a bunch of liberal idiots while we were like doing improv. So uh, I got to walk at improvisers as they were doing improv for being too liberal.
1: You do know that the fourth picture when you look up Paul Sorvino is Harvey Weinstein, right? Oh, my God, is it? (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah, it's the
1: it's a picture with him and harvey wines, like, but like I don't know, like juxtapose or something. I mean, the guy did work in, you know, but maybe you gave him yeah. a handy. Who knows? Mi-
2: Miramax <laughs> hired countless, countless actors, producers, and so on and so on. So it's it's hard to not find someone who's in some way connected to Harvey and some. Way. Yeah, but to have it's it like one of the pictures yeah. that well, shows up with you.
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> it's crazy did you hear about okay well this is an older story but i just i, I just saw a video of the the it, like it was a q a with uh kevin smith and he was talking about dogma do you guys remember that movie yeah, yeah i
0: love that okay
3: so he really wanted well, to make a dogma. sequel yeah so it was a it's a great movie mm-hmm. he really wanted to make a sequel but there was never any traction to it And out of nowhere, Weinstein calls him and he says, hey, you know what? Dogma was such a great movie. Let's do the sequel. Get everything ready. We're going to go ahead. We're going to plan this. Come on, come on. And he was hyped up, right? A week later, everything happened. The Me Too movement and everything. And then Kevin said he talked to other friends of his that were, were directors, producers. And they said that they received the same call from Weinstein. So mm-hmm. what Weinstein was trying to do was get all these people on his side using some type of leverage, leverage yes. so it wouldn't bite him as this was all unraveling. It was insane. I couldn't believe it.
1: That's nothing to use dogma in that way. Don't, don't do that with that film. Well, yeah. well he it had he a poo monster, movies.
0: man. Yeah.
5: Gold Goffin. He did have a poo monster. <laughs> oh and uh what's your face called god oh alanis yes, morissette alanis yeah.
1: yeah yeah That's- her her portrayal of god actually like you know i'm i'm a skeptic but her portrayal of god i thought was perfect because it's like yeah like she all she did was come up stay silent and smile
4: yeah i loved it like, I, was, hey. I, was I was waiting to jump in just to mention alanis morissette i love it oh, Hayek. oh, oh yeah.
2: yeah Salma was
3: awesome Goddess, this
2: got
1: <laughs> I, I always, him. I always love uh, Chris Rock's rants in that too. No, you're talking about Jesus's children, like brothers and no, his Jesus's <laughs> brothers and sisters. You think Joseph just like after Jesus was born, just let that sit there? No, yeah. <laughs> it's a great rant.
3: <laughs> well, that really sucks. We're never going to get a sequel because in reality, it still belongs to Weinstein. It, it almost had sold it. That, that, that nobody's going to back that project up, even if the Weinstein's. Uh, Brother, these
0: brother
2: these service. streaming services no are going to get desperate here within yeah. within less than a year to, for content because a mm-hmm. lot of stuff's getting canceled. Well, it's Don't not be even sub-
3: streaming for that same reason because of its association yeah. to to Weinstein because remember Miramax was uh, No, was, no, I know.
1: Harvey yeah. and uh
2: that other yeah. guy, his it brother. Might, it
1: might it might get it, you know, it might become um what's it called, public domain if Har- if uh, Weinstein gets epstein Um <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> And, uh, you know, then everybody's got those
2: movies out. Well, yeah, especially if the other brother, uh, Harvey's brother, gets any charges at all. Yeah, a lot of that stuff. Oh, should... he knew
3: about it. That's oh, no, I'm of, course, of course. I think
2: they all did. Every assistant he had did. Uh, so, tell us about the naked lady that was at the Ooh. improv open mic.
5: Yes. Uh, this is, like, 2013 or 2014. I had just started doing improv. And so, it was an improv open mic. So, what they do is, like, Uh, They put your names in a bucket, and they pull out, like, five names. So uh, you're performing with random people. And I was waiting to go up, and some woman is on stage, and out of nowhere starts ripping her clothes off and starts screaming, my baby got kidnapped, my baby got kidnapped. And we're all like, what the fuck is going on? And, And then she, like... Took her, she was like completely naked, lifted her shirt her stomach up, excuse me, to show her C section scars. Uh oh. and we were just all like, What is going on? And then someone finally like wrestled her stage. Uh, but like she was naked. And I'm still to this day not sure if it was like performance art or if she just had like Something going mental on. illness or something, yeah. As someone's wrestling oh, the ground, wow. she's like, no,
4: oh, wait, it's about to get funny, just let me uh, finish. That's not, yeah, that sounds you like
5: poor lady, that
4: sounds like a breakdown. That sounds like a real breakdown, just for real. Like, I, yeah, uh, because you, yeah, that sounds like a breakdown, <laughs> honestly. Oh, yeah, just
2: terrible. to get buck naked,
5: yeah,
4: it just sounds specific. I, I'm not, I wasn't there, obviously, I wasn't there, but it sounds specific, <laughs> especially if we're lifting our belly to show our c section scar, like you know. That's that's yeah. That's specific. That sounds like a breakdown.
3: Because
4: if I'm doing comedy, if if I ever did comedy naked, naked, if if there is a belly to lift, I'm not lifting it to show you guys. I've never (laughs) even let
3: a man see me naked. We always do it in the dark. That woman was having a breakdown.
4: Yeah, she was definitely like when I left my belly. If we're we're being specific about C-section scars, like that's I think that's just (laughs) I'm just saying because I have one, but I'm not. You know, that's not, I, that's not when, my thing. Yeah,
0: when, when <laughs> I know? left, my
1: belly just crumbs yeah. fall out. <laughs>
0: oh, Wait, Christ. I looked, at a, do do a bird came out. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, not just a normal like sounding bird, like a raptor shoots out. <laughs> oh my! Oh my! Oh
3: Wait, my. random question, like you know how women have like. The belly right like if they have the the muffin top they call that a fupa what do men call theirs
2: uh a gut,
3: gut. a gut
0: <laughs> is what we all i men a
4: day years old because i've heard fupa before but it's an acronym Really? Yes. I didn't know that. Like I learned today, I just, I don't want to get it wrong so I want to make sure. I, first um, I've
2: ever heard that word.
4: That like So no, that's what people have been saying and I've heard it before because. A full
1: it, on puffy abdomen?
3: Fat, no, it's,
4: it's the muffy top. It's so, so the, so the medical name for it is a panis, P A N I S. That's the biological name. Oh, PANIS. wow,
0: panis. PANIS.
4: Uh, <gasps> so like, so, like, and that's a real, you know, it's a real thing. Women, especially women who've had C sections had childbirth, mm. the fat begins to do this thing. But FUPA is fat upper pubic area. And sometimes mm. people will say fat upper P U S S Y area. But that yeah, is Ronnie I says
1: do, that, I bet. But I
4: just <laughs> learned <laughs> today on a workshop that <laughs> <laughs> I you, but I didn't know it was Grab an I didn't know it was an acronym. I just thought somebody had come up with a stupid word. But it's an acronym.
2: Yeah, be like Trump grabbed me by the fupa.
4: Yeah,
2: <laughs> so what do us men call our fupa? Okay. <laughs> Whatever. We call it success, Stacy.
1: It is the sign of success. We've gotten what we wanted in life. I mean, <laughs> the meals we wanted.
3: we We got the
0: meals that
2: we wanted.
3: I, it's crazy. Like I got lucky in that sense, where like I don't have that, um, but my ass has like a little. Like it looks like an ass fupa. <laughs> I don't know why I told you. About.
1: Everybody, let's 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 discuss Stacey's ass fupa for twenty minutes. Ed has visualized. the
4: best comment. I keep my t shirt on. There it is. <laughs> That's what I said. Yes, yeah. Ed, yes, yes.
2: call it corporation. Yeah, we call it the corporation. Uh, We call it uh, FUDS.
0: The
5: FUDS. It also says it's called Bay Window Fuda. (laughs) For guys, it's Fuda and it's fat upper dick area. (laughs) (laughs) According to Urban Dictionary, I I didn't make
1: that up. Yeah, that's that's weird.
3: It is like. For like the ads you
1: guys are gonna get after googling that. So I I, I don't want to body shame saying. anybody, but whenever you see a man with the perfectly round body going on, I have so many questions. I just don't know anybody like that that personally where I can have all the questions about that, and none of those questions sound nice. So never mind. What? Like a perfect <laughs> like it, when you see that guy that looks like uh, Mr. Eggman from Sonic, and you're just like, what the hell's going on there? And how is life for you? And I have all these questions. I don't know anyone that looks like Eggman, but yeah.
0: Huh,
2: interesting.
1: Like, you interesting know what I'm talking about gamers.
3: End this show on.
1: No, no, we can't end it on Eggman. It on <laughs> Eggman. <laughs> well, you can't like the Sonic games end with <laughs> Eggman, but he usually gets beat, and that's not nice. But I want to ask Eggman yeah. questions like, like, what does a chair look like at your house? Like all those things, Eggman.
2: A chair. What the fuck? <laughs> That's random as fuck.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Have you ever tried to get into a hammock? How was Ooh. it?
3: You know, I always thought my my thought process was really <laughs> insane, but then I met Dan.
2: Yeah, I make people feel better. <laughs> I make people feel better. Oh man, if you can, this would be the last question. Uh, to make it really quick. Uh, What is a favorite place to hang out or eat at in Connecticut, New York, or Long Beach? One in each.
5: One in each. All right. Uh, in Connecticut, I'm from New Haven, Connecticut. We have a place called Elm Diner. That it, I oh, lied. Man. I take that back, real quick. New Haven's got the best pizza in America. I will throw that out there right now and fight anyone who disagrees. So uh, that New York pizza? <laughs> uh, better than New York pizza. Oh, oh. Uh, I'm okay with that. Have, Give it.
3: I have no word on good pizza because I eat Pizza Hut, so I have no say in that. Yeah, whatever. I'll take your word for it.
1: Hey, there's no pizza hut shaming either, Stacy. Yeah, they have subcrust pizza. I'm
3: going to eat that shit all day.
5: Eat that all day. That. All right. Uh, New York. Uh, what's the place? Get that place? It's all about Joe's <laughs> Pizza in New York. We're just talking about pizza today. Nice, I don't know. Nice. Long Beach. Uh, what I have today. I had something really good, and I'm forgetting what it is. My brain blanked. Uh, I got a place that had really good fish and chips, and sure. it was... Called Firkin. That is what it was called. I was trying to remember because my friends firkin? were like, oh. fir- "Firkin." They <laughs> firkin? Wrong.
2: Those
5: are fucking delicious. It's, <laughs> it's like fir- a murkin, but fuzzier. Uh, yeah, it's called Firkin Pub and Grill in Long Beach, and I really oh liked gosh. it. Oh,
2: okay. Firkin.
5: And you, wow. And you said the place in New York was called what again? Joe's Pizza. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's
2: nope. the, those signs Joe's
5: that
1: say Joe's. They all talk about that place. Firkin, huh? Yeah.
0: Oh, I
3: think, I think I've think i heard about Joe's pizza. It, I, I believe a guy recorded his call, calling there, and the guy answered the phone, and it was like, it's 10 a.m., and, and then the guy was like, yeah, I want to order a pizza. He's like, we don't open until 11 in the morning. And he's like, well, why are you answering the phone? Because I'm prepping shit. Like, he literally started <laughs> cursing him out in his heavy Italian, like, Jersey Italian accent. And then... Everyone in the comments is that's how, you know, it's good pizza when they mm-hmm. verbally, <laughs> when they so verbally abuse you.
1: Yeah. <laughs> that's like when I went to Philadelphia and I went to go get one of those pizza by the slices over there. Because uh, at the time, like when we were touring, I would go get pizza with the one vegetarian in our band like every night. And I just didn't have a lot of money. So it's cheap to get pizza everywhere. Anyways, we go into a place, get pizza by the slice. And I look at the guy and go, uh, I- I'd like some ranch with this. The guy looks at me picks up a thing, puts it on the counter, he goes, You said blue cheese wrong, and walks away. <laughs> and he gave me blue cheese instead. He's like, fuck you and your ranch, you California piece of shit. Now there's <laughs> blue cheese here.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. what the hell? Love it. What the, hell? what
1: the hell? And it was good too. I learned to love blue cheese. Thanks to that man. <laughs> <laughs> it's not good for me or anything.
3: <laughs> okay, that's a great origin story.
1: Mm-hmm. That's my origin story. I am the worst superhero. <laughs> blue
3: cheese did it.
0: <laughs> yeah, blue cheese did it. That's he how I clear a room.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: all right, all right. Oil we want to been great. Yes, thank. We have to definitely have you on another time as well. Uh, we we loved uh, having you on and hanging out with us, Ronnie. Thanks for having me.
5: It was a blast. We will yeah. have
2: to get to a segment next time
1: with you that we were planning. Eventually, you're going to come back do some improv with us.
5: Oh, yes. definitely. I'm
1: always down yeah. for improv. Yeah, and that's not innuendo either. I mean... <laughs> it is just, for me. Some I- improv. Oh, okay. Right. Improv.
3: But Dan, you have to make a promise that you're not going to flash him and show him your fooda.
2: His
5: cheese. <laughs> my fooda, yes. My or Buddha. his fooda. My fooda, yeah. I'm a foodie. My full-on
1: dickiness, yes. Full-on dickiness. Got it. <laughs> I like words.
3: <laughs> well, thank you guys so much for watching on this very awkward ending. Bye. <laughs> <Ta-da!
1: laughs> Ronnie Pascal, see him on Instagram right there and on TikTok and everywhere, and he does comedy shows. Look him up.
2: Thank
5: you.
0: Look him up. Bye, y'all. Oh.